Welcome to the Pop Culture Pub Podcast. Now let's begin. fellow podcast listener and welcome to the pop culture pub podcast i'm your host this week my name is chris lockhart and we have a pretty full house this evening uh i'm calling this episode this and that because we're going to be talking about a lot of different things in this episode a little bit of everything um all right so first up we have my co-host in crime kevin decent how's it going kevin it's going well chris um as only uh person from the states on this podcast i was confused because it is a full house and then i realized well you, you guys celebrate thanksgiving early in october yes we do yes um, we do this weekend baby <laughs> yeah um on on monday yep so kevin we're trying to cancel thanksgiving right now so yeah yeah we're not supposed to have big gatherings but kevin do you know why we celebrate thanksgiving earlier in canada I'm an ignorant American, Chris. I do not know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's for the same reason that you guys celebrate it. It's, uh, it marks the end of harvest for the farmers. So because you guys are in the States and typically have better weather than we got, your harvest goes till the end of November, whereas ours genu- gen- generally ends about this time of the year. All right. Well, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. So, so I, I live in... I was just going to say, I, I live in Saskatchewan, which is sort of like the farming capital of Canada. Yep. You it's win. flat prairie. We grow a lot of wheat. And yeah, they just yesterday on the radio, they were saying the harvest is 95% in. Excellent. So, just to confirm what Chris was saying. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and um, I, I know uh, in the northern west, section of our province they are already getting snow so disgusting it's coming it's coming um yay and uh we also have my other co-host in crime ragnar how's it going ragnar oh uh well the crop is 95 percent in and apparently it's gonna snow soon so it's going excellent excellent and last <laughs> but not least we have our special guest lillian how's it going lillian Ah, fantastic! Facebook died, so I spent six hours of my life mastering how to make checkboxes in Excel. Excellent. Yes. I'm a happy girl. Um. Yeah. Facebook and Instagram did go down, and I slept through. I slept through the whole crisis. And Snapchat. (laughs) Yeah. Everything died. Every we went to Twitter, and George Takai tweeted, "Welcome everybody else from the internet." (laughs) It was fantastic. It was a fun day. It was a fun day. Yeah, I, I, was, I, I was working nights, so I completely missed it. 
it's funny because it started while I was at work, and the minute my shift ended at work, it was back up and running. So I feel like I was in a time loop. So excellent. Life Great. without. Anyways, life is good. Yeah, they they had the outage, and now apparently they are on. The Congress is investigating them, I guess, for. Well, and the two guys are definitely not connected. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, that 60 Minutes interview is damning. Oh, my God, that, yes. Oh, I, holy cow. And Go oh, ahead. Go, go ahead, Kevin. I, I was just going to say I haven't actually okay. watched it yet, but I'm, I'm going to check that out. All right. The thing that got me the most, just to hijack the show, which yep. it seems to be what I do lately. Ain't no worries. Um, <laughs> the whistleblower said Facebook is purposely putting things that are argumentative, that are hateful, that are against what you might usually look into mm-hmm. up front, because the algorithm isn't timeline-based anymore. It's, here's what we think you'd be most interested in. They purposely put things they are going to piss you off. you got that family member that you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe you posted that, or you know, this mm-hmm. old co-worker or whatever. And you're going to fight with them. And then you're going to get the comments because now it's showing up in everyone else's feed. They purposely put those front and center because then you comment, then you interact, and now you're on Facebook longer. And now you see all their advertisements more times, and they make more money. By putting hate and antagonizing posts front and center, they hook you in more. I was like, what? The evil thing that is it obviously works because i know i've wasted too much time going back and forth with people i'm like i just mm-hmm. wasted my whole day why why and then i see you know whatever ad you know popping up all day long too or well, they get more like of my Facebook own personal information like 50 it was a 50 million dollars during the six hour blackout like there were people online just it was it was nuts. Like after that whistleblower went off and the Facebook went down, everyone's like, mm. well, so. well, I'm wondering if it had something to do that do with that. Like they had to add something into oh. the algorithm, or yeah, man, they were they shut it all down because they were scrubbing all their servers and removing all the anything yeah. that would prove the testimony of what that lady said. Like, come on, the timing is way too suspect for it to be um, yeah. just a coincidence. Zuckerberg's personal wealth dropped six. <laughs> billion yep. Ouch. yeah he'll be fine <laughs> yeah yeah it'll you know three days from now it'll go back up yeah so facebook is 65 million zuckerberg alone is six billion good lord um i i look at facebook now i mean granted it's a nice way for us to use messenger mm-hmm. um i have many <laughs> blogging and podcasting friends and people like all of you that i keep in contact with through facebook Mm-hmm. But a lot of it at this point for me is like having your number in the phone book. Mm-hmm. Like it's just this is how people can get in contact with me. This is a thing everyone can use. It's kind of very yep. basic and simple. But I mean, I do Twitter stuff and Instagram stuff and and TikTok and my but own. But Instagram blogs went down email. as well because it's owned by Facebook. Yep, right? and WhatsApp. Yeah, and WhatsApp and Snapchat as well went down. Yep. Um, but yeah, everyone going to Twitter and TikTok, which are owned by different companies. And uh, I don't know, is MySpace still around? Maybe I'll go back. No, no. <laughs> Although it did have a lot of people going on nostalgia, like MSN type things. 
But actually funny what you were saying there, Kevin, is the fact that one of the things that went down was you think of Facebook as a phone book, but most people use it for their business advertising now. Like if you want to look up a business, you find it. So if Facebook was gone, I started thinking like even with my Comic-Con, we put money into advertising on Facebook to get to people Mm -hmm. like the thousands of dollars that go through Facebook for ads and marketing and all of this. And if it was gone, we'd have to go back to what? Print? Flyers? Pigeons. Pigeons. We'd actually have I to mean, start communicating. <laughs> I mean, Smoke I know signals. people in the newspaper. Yeah, I know people in the newspaper industry. They'd be more than all right if everyone went back to print. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They'd be very happy with Our that. Our newspapers <clears throat> stop printing because you can get it out there online faster. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's just nobody wants to wait until Wednesday. Anyways, I'm going to be quiet. I should... Oh, no, that's okay. <laughs> no, no worries, Lillian. I was just going to say, I, I, I just watched a YouTube video recently about Wizard Magazine. And I remember thinking, man, I, I miss Wizard. You know, I, I loved getting my, my, my comic book news that way. Um, mm-hmm. But now it's so dated with the, with the internet, unfortunately. But... Um, but anyway, speaking of, uh, I just this just came in on the news feed uh, as I was uh, about to podcast. Uh, apparently, uh, Kelly, you know, speaking of uh, rich a holes, um, I just saw your Facebook. Yeah, yeah Ke- Kelly Clarkson's uh, soon-to-be ex-husband apparently is only going to be receiving two hundred thousand dollars a month in spousal support. Oh, um, that poor guy. Yeah, like how? How what does he do with that kind of money? I know it's like I, just one month. If someone gave me two hundred thousand dollars, I'd be set for the year, and then some. Um, but yeah, uh, to be rich, I guess you know, like <laughs> it's it's got to be rough, right? I uh, would never work. I just spend my entire time doing nerdy things and going to comic cons. Yeah, me too. That sounds awesome. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I seen that on Entertainment Tonight, and I was like, man, I feel sorry for that guy. You know, it's, it's rough. <laughs> it's rough. Um, oh, uh, what else uh, did I have? Um, well, I, I guess. Uh, oh, I was gonna ask Ragnar. Uh, you just had a show a uh, weekend or two ago. Um, so it, that's it for the year for you now, or? Well, I just. Uh... I just did uh, Northern Fan Con up in yep. Prince George, BC. Oh yeah, and you got and to it, see Artie McFly, and I'm so jealous. Yeah, my dad, my dad bought one of her T-shirts, uh, and then he didn't understand what most of the other ones were, so he had to go and ask her. And <laughs> the way she explained them was so polite and so not what they actually mean that it was really funny. Uh, for example, she has a T-shirt that says crunchy roll and chill and he didn't know what that means so he asked her and she's like oh a crunchy roll is like a really tasty spring roll and then you just relax after you eat it <laughs> God, i love her so much <laughs> and he was like oh that sounds nice <laughs> yeah, that's lovely but anyways um i have 10 more shows booked between now and christmas oh wow i just don't know if they're going to happen or not yeah. Um, one of them is a Comic Con in Winnipeg, uh, and that's mm. over the Halloween week. This is a brand new show uh, run by a company based in Quebec that runs all the Quebec Comic Cons. Um, so who knows how it's all going to go, or if it will be allowed to happen. 
and then everything else is craft shows. Craft shows are are great, but they're not nearly as much fun as Comic Cons because yeah. you know it's vanilla people. You can't talk nerdy to them all day. Yeah. So I <laughs> like that craft shows are vanilla people. I'm are. not vanilla. We're cl- guys. We are not vanilla. No. Yeah, we're many flavors. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's 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 great, Ragnar. Um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, yeah. Are, are any of the shows in Alberta? Because yeah, um, okay. unfortunately, not not anywhere near you. Um, I have a show in Medicine Hat and another one in Red Deer. Oh, okay, and and then another one in Lethbridge. Oh, yeah. So kind of. Sort of, I guess, central and southern Alberta for the rest yeah. of the year. Yeah. Well, uh, technically, that's no. Pardon me. I do have one in Edmonton in December. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. That. But I was going to say, technically, that's southern Alberta. I, I, like, as far as I'm concerned, because I actually live, yeah. um, a, about uh 45 minutes south of the center of Alberta, southeast. Oh, okay. So, but I mean, we always think uh, like Edmonton and 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 Red Deer as being central, but actually, I think of them as being south. And Calgary, very well, this, south. This is like Game of Thrones. Everybody below us is the yeah, south. yeah, like yeah, like uh, we're the wildlings up here. You know, we're, we're <laughs> you you Southerners. Um, <laughs> you but, don't know what winter is. Sonny. Yeah. <laughs> God, yeah. and I'm just happily over here being like, I live in a desert. Yeah, I, I wish. <laughs> I'd love to live in a desert. That'd be awesome. Hey, um, don't. My coworker got bit by a snake, and he didn't even know it the other day. <laughs> he just, just has fang marks on his thigh, and his wife had to point it out. And I looked at it, and I was like, oh, my God. He's like, well, the doctor didn't think it was a rattlesnake. It got all pustuly and angry. <laughs> and I'm like, you didn't go get checked? He's like, nah, the doctor was sure it wasn't a rattlesnake. And I'm like... Okay. Yeah. Giant fang marks. Yeah. But he has no clue how it happened. It was at work somewhere, and now I'm like, I'm never walking around my hotel again. Nope. Yeah. Well, like for like, I know myself. Like, I, 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 it's not snake bites, but every once in a while, like, I'll have a random bruise on my leg or my arm, and my wife will be like, "How how did that happen?" I'll be like, "Yeah, I guess I must have ran into something." Um. But yeah, I, I don't think I've ever had a snake bite, as far as I know. We don't get oh, we look pink. Yeah, we don't get the big snakes up here. We get the little gar- garter snakes. Um, but get those too, and bull yeah. snakes and and rattlesnakes and. Yeah, we don't get those. <laughs> we get a lot of mice moose though. And, moose and bear. Yeah. Moose and bear are what's dangerous around here. Yeah. A bear jumped out at one of my guests at the hotel when they were riding their bicycle. Apparently they both did that thing in a cartoon where like the bear jumps out and she yelps and bear yelps and bear goes running and I'm like, <laughs> Oh my god I was like, You're just having one heck of a weekend, aren't you? She's like, Well I got my GoPro on now, let's hope it happens again. I'm like, No. No, you don't <laughs> No. Bear bad. Um All right, well uh so for this, like I said, this ep- this episode, we're, we're it's I'm calling it this and that because uh, we're talking about a bunch of different things. So our first segment of the evening, we got a special segment for the next six episodes, which originally was going to be the top of topic of the discussion this evening, but there's so much geek news that 
I knew this would end up being like a four-hour podcast. So, um, so we're going to turn this into a segment for the next six episodes. So, uh, for the first segment, we're talking about our top five and top five, or top, sorry, top five best and top five worst TV series finale. So we're starting this week or this episode at number five. So, uh, Kevin. What is uh, number five on your the the two number fives on your list for best and worst TV series finales? All right, so I feel like as this series progresses, our series of you know talking about this, not yep. the TV series itself, uh, that I'm going to regret putting this low, but I'm doing it as number five just because I feel it's going to have the least amount of crossover between all of us. Okay, so. My number five least favorite, and for a worst uh, series finale, is a little show called Pretty Little Liars. <gasps> yes! Thank you for thinking this. Now, <laughs> so, um, when, uh, whatever, I, I, I don't know what to call her yet. Um, so, uh, my ex, I guess now? Um, when we were first dating, one of the shows was uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway? We would watch that to fall asleep. Um, in the States, it was on ABC Family, which then became Fox Family, which then became Freeform now. And I hmm. think that's all the channels. Uh, it was Family Channel originally. But from like 11 and 11.30, they'd play two episodes of Whose Line Is It Anyways, and that was our fall asleep show. And they start heavily advertising this new show called Pretty Little Liars. And the first commercial airs, and we're like, what a bunch of garbage. That looks awful. Just that's the new Pretty Teenagers with Problems show, whatever, in the line of many other ones. And then more commercials and more commercials. Finally, it's like, we're we're watching this, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Like, all set premiere night to watch it. We watched all however many seasons there were, five, six, seven, maybe. I can't remember. All of it, trying to find out the mystery. Who is this mysterious A that is harassing all of their lives? What is happening? Now, we've all watched stuff and read enough and everything. Mm-hmm. There's certain rules to, to doing stuff like that. One of the rules is if someone's going to be shot, you introduce the gun in the first part of the story. You build up the tension for it. So, spoiler alert here, although I have a feeling that I I already know who has watched and who will never watch. I'm all good with it. <laughs> so we don't ever quite know who this mysterious A is. It's someone that's been harassing the girls, someone that knows all of their secrets. And there's been red herrings or like pseudo A's or like a, a beta A or whatever, like sidekicks and all. We don't know who this mysterious A is. We have people that are suspect, and I had a theory going into it. And in the very last episode, we discover that one of the girls has had a twin sister with a British accent who has been hiding in a secret underground compound below the town the entire time. So we are introduced to a lot in the last episode out of nowhere. Yep. Hey, Spencer, now, meet Alex. Ugh. So dumb. Now, 
well, because that's the thing. So, it, as Lillian points out here, character's name was Spencer. Turns out she has this twin that we've never heard of, never saw, never made a mention of. And in the last bit of the show, it's like, oh, by the way, you got a twin and they're evil and they've been doing all this stuff and see you later. What the hell? Like, that, it, it takes away any buildup or any theories or any anything that any fans had going into it. But what they did is they had this girl, Spencer, because she's also playing her twin. You know, the actress there is also playing the twin, of course, in classic Haley Mills style. And they're on opposite sides of this, like, pane of glass that's the prison and everything. I'm like, if they had done this, oh, here's my twin. Here's my British twin that's been manipulating all this. Mm-hmm. And then in, like, Fight Club style, it turns out she's the only one in the room. Yep, that's what I and Yep, and at some point in her life, um, this dress, she was the perfect student, the perfect everything and all. At some point in her life, if she snapped, and because she knows everyone's secret, because she's part of the clique and best friends with them all, this alternate persona of hers is the one manipulating everything, causing all this trouble. That would have been freaking great. That would have been such a swerve. It would have made so much sense. It would have been good. But no, and I keep thinking, I'm like, they're going to reveal. They're going to reveal that she's got split personalities they're gonna reveal she's the only one in the room no it's a real freaking british twin out of nowhere <laughs> it's horrible did i still watch the one season spinoff that came later yup <laughs> <laughs> are they doing a new one next year and am i debating it yup you gotta test it out to be like okay but how how bad is it really gonna be it's it's like oh you can't screw up twice <laughs> Don't, but we know, we know, we know they can. Oh, yeah. It was so disappointing. So how how was the British accent? Was it decent, at least? No. no. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and, like, they're... None of them is going to win an Academy Award. But they're all, like, American Pie-level teenage actresses, I'll say. Mm-hmm. Like okay, you're all you're all good enough. Like you could you know be on a sitcom, you could be on a CW show, you could be on you know this freeform ABC Family show, whatever. Like you'd be a good you know friend or or the uh, pretty girl temptress in in a rom com, but like none of you are going to be the lead. But you're all you know perfectly fine for this. And then they put them in situations like do an accent where it's like oh geez, I was giving you so much credit. I was I was really really hoping for you to pull this one out here and i was so wrong yeah that sounds brutal the only thing more brutal lillian might uh agree with me was uh the main girl um lucy hale yeah yeah i i have to imagine that she had something in her contract where she got to keep all the clothes oh because she Every every commercial break, she was wearing something different, and half the time was most god awful, hideous stuff you've ever seen in your life. I swear to God, that show gave me a complex about teenagers because I didn't know we were supposed to look like that when we were that age. Like it's just insane. Her her wardrobe is is just insane. All well, of her I, wardrobes are insane. I I know it's impolite to ask a woman's age, so I won't here. <laughs> Closer but to just, 40 than 30. <laughs> oh, okay. No, we weren't supposed to dress like Pretty Little Liars. 
my experience for the first teenagers with money and problem show that I grew up with, which was 90210, is that I'm supposed to have sideburns. <laughs> yep. Nobody's supposed to have sideburns. <laughs> so what's uh, number five best on your list there, Kev? Okay, thank you. Um, Grossly, grossly underrated cartoon that should have gotten a lot more years for it. That was Cartoon Network's Batman Brave and the Bold. Nice. Every episode started out with the, like, pre... Like a, a cold opening? Cold yep. open. Of Batman teaming up with a random person for, like, two three minutes. Then the opening of the show. Then Batman teaming up with whoever the actual star is that he teams up with. And they had Aquaman. They had Green Arrow. They had... Um, Red Tornado a lot. They had like all sorts of heroes and then quick little ones too. Um, Batman is voiced by Diedrich Bader, who's from Office Space and mm-hmm. from uh, the Drew Carey show. Fantastic voice work for it and all. So the last episode, everyone knows it's the last episode. So they have a rap party. <laughs> and it's Batman and every single hero who has appeared on the show having a cocktail hour to celebrate completion of the show as the stage crew dismantles the Batcave in the background. Nice. And my favorite thing is when they let the air out of the giant dinosaur <laughs> and act as if that, you know, the classic Batcave giant dinosaur and the big penny and all are just props. And it's like, oh, yeah, we just did an inflatable. What, you think we actually built a giant dinosaur for the background here? But just to go completely tongue-in-cheek, like, yeah, it's a show, and we all know it's a show, and it's fun. And to see a lighter version of Batman, which we really haven't seen since Adam West, Mm -hmm. so much fun. And it was just like, hey, guys, we're done. We had fun here. We enjoyed it. You know, thanks a lot for coming. It it was as if the creators talking through the TV to just be like, we're all done, and we're happy about it. It's cool. We're moving on to other things. Thank you much. Yep. Like, it was just so sweet and nice. Um, Side note, as... uh, Scooby-Doo comes out with direct-to-DVD movies like two or three times a year. There is a direct-to-DVD Scooby-Doo meets Batman Brave and the Bold. Nice. That is done just as classic team-up style one. That that sounds awesome. Oh, it's fantastic. I bought it immediately when I saw it. The only... Side note again. The only two Scooby-Doo movies I bought immediately, because usually I can find them at the dollar store or for like three bucks on Black Friday, Mm -hmm. is that one... And Scooby-Doo meets Blue Falcon and Dynamite. Hmm. I had to grab that, too. Yeah. Excellent. Um, all right, Ragnar, same question. Number five on your list of best and worst TV series finales. Well, I struggled a lot to come up with best series finales because I realized <laughs> a lot of the, the series I like, I didn't care for the finale. Yeah. So worst was easier. So, number five on my worst list was Firefly, which basically (laughs) had no series finale. It just got canceled and left us all hanging. Um, They did eventually make the movie, which helped. But, uh, yeah, that's that's number five because, man, that show was great. And there's so much more they could have done with it. And they just did it real dirty. On my best list for number five, 
I put Seinfeld because on your best. Yeah. Okay. Because the first time I saw it, I hated that that ending. Mm-hmm. But when I rewatched it. I can't think of a better way to have ended the show other than to just end it in such a way that it appears like it just carries on and we just don't get to see the adventures. Um, making it a clip show and, and and showcasing how actually all these people are really, really terrible people that have done really terrible things for season upon season. Um, I actually think that was quite a brilliant ending. Just the first time I saw it, I didn't like it, but on rewatch it really grew on me so i'm gonna pick that because also as i said uh, there's not a lot of series that i really like the endings for excellent um yeah that that one is definitely on my honorable mentions but it was leaning more towards the worst um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you know i i maybe i gotta go back and rewatch it because honestly i don't think i've watched it since 1998 i just i was so upset that they ended up in prison, but yeah, you know I like. But the fact- when you, oh, go like ahead. If you know that that's how it ended, and you've you know it's been ten or twenty years since you've really watched it. If you rewatch it now, with that ending in mind, you're like, oh yeah, no, these people all deserve to go to jail. Yeah, <laughs> they are terrible people that yeah. do terrible things for our amusement. Yep. <laughs> Awesome. Um, and uh, right, and Firefly was your worst. Um, yeah, I mean, it didn't really have a yeah. series finale. Yeah, it just sucked that it, you know, they cut it off. Um, yep. All right, Lillian, same question. You're number five on your list of best and worst TV series finales. I didn't put any of these in order, so it's probably going to be a ridiculous thing. But um, okay, so. All right, so number five worst is Battlestar Galactica. The, um, the new one or the old one? I, that's number four. The, the new me. one. Um, okay. Because I never actually watched all of the old one. I, I ended up binging the new one. I love the characters. And then we get to the final season, and all of a sudden <laughs> they take like a left tangent, and there's angels, God, what? Mm-hmm. Um, yay, we find Earth. Everyone's happy. But at the same time, I'm like, this is this is weird. This is not necessary. Um, It just was weird. It was very weird. And I mean, I, I just not necessary. So not, it was just weird. (laughs) Agreed. I I got Ah. to meet, uh, I got to meet Hilo at the Northern fan con. I was so jealous. I asked a friend of mine if he could please pet him for me. Yeah. (laughs) Like Ben, please pet him. Yeah. Well, he was, I think uh, I've had a crush on him for eons. Which one was, which one was Hilo? Hilo is the one who who falls in love with the Cylon. Hilo is the one that has the is the only one that has the successful half Cylon baby. Okay. He's beautiful. He's a beautiful creature. If you ever guy, watched, he Dawes, got left behind. Yeah, I, I. And then, but and then everybody liked him so much his, they decided to write a whole new storyline. His call sign was Hilo. I can't. Yeah. yeah. I totally forgot that. Yeah. Such a beautiful man. Yeah. Well, he, he's. Very friendly in person. His hair is kind of a like he's sort of a silver fox now, I guess. Yeah, like say. a salt and pepper thing going like on. Like a salt and pepper kind of thing. But otherwise, he looks the same, instantly recognizable. And Someday yes, I will get to pet him. He was quite a friendly chap. Um, non creepy. 
Like, yeah, I totally agree with you, Lillian. Like, they really kind of jumped the shark the last season, you know, like the whole God thing and, and angels. Um, but a couple things I did like about the finale was the battle. Like, I, I really thought that was cool. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, you know, the you know Galactica taking a shit kick in and then them ramming into the space station. and um, like Oh, that, yeah, they did, that, did some beautiful things, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I can see, yeah, what we're... It was disappointing. It's like, really? Like, this is how we're ending? That's a good word for it. It wasn't terrible. It was just not fulfilling. It was disappointing. Yeah. So, I was disappointed. And and then flying all the ships into the sun, I'm like, what? Why? You I know. feel like that was just something they made up on the fly. Like, yeah. hey, guys, why don't we just send them off? Yeah. I'd love to get into mind game like, writers. Like they, it was, yeah, it was a weird ending. Because that's the thing, like the the Cylons are still out there. Like, yeah, like they don't have resurrection, but not all their fleet was there. So, I mean, the bad Cylons could still show up. Like, did we learn nothing from New Caprica? You know. But anyway, I couldn't bring myself to watch that show. I just, I couldn't. No, I, I just meant the like in season three when they were on that yeah. planet, New Caprica. Uh, I, I, I did, yeah, I tried the first episode of, of Caprica, and I was like, ugh. Oh, yeah. I couldn't make it past the first episode. Oh, yeah. I love you guys. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, Lillian, what's, uh, on number five on your best list? Okay, um, it's funny, because just like Ragnar, I had a hell of a time being like, don't be the negative douche on the show right now because you've got all the negatives. Like, I'm like, when we did the last one together, I had so many negatives and I'm like, oh, okay, I've got to have positives. And the first thing that came to my head, which is funny because I have it at number five, but it's the first one is the season finale of mash. Nice. I, I, I can't, it's beautiful. And it's just like, honestly, I can't not have feels. And sometimes you'll see like random gifts of when like they take off and, like, mm-hmm. the, it's written in stone, you know, kind of thing. And you're just like, going to cry. And who doesn't get, like, all happy when they hear that theme song? So, it's beautiful. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Oh, good pick. Good pick. Bringing uh, it in with the old school. <laughs> <laughs> MASH is also on my list, but it, I put it a little bit higher. Um, you but... see, and I, that's right. It was the first one I wrote down. So, I probably should have put it, like, number three. So, oh. I need to order these. <laughs> That's okay. Um, all right, so for, for my list, um, number five uh, for worst, I'm kind of going with uh, Ragnar's train of thought here, and it's Star Trek, the original series, because um, they didn't really have a series finale. It just ended. They got canceled. Uh, but if you'll remember, it's the episode where um, Kirk's ex and him switch bodies, so William mm-hmm. Shatner has to pretend to be a woman in in his body, um, which is it, which is priceless. Like I mean, you know, he does try and play Kirk a little bit feminine, um, but yeah, it's like uh, you know. Um, that being said, uh, if you like uh, the original series, I've, I've recommended this before on YouTube. There's Star Trek Continues. Uh, the fan f- uh, film with uh, uh, Vic Mignola and um, I can't remember uh, the guy who plays Spock. I can't remember his name. But anyway, they actually have a, a real series finale for the original series, which was awesome. Like, it really, 
they they tied it in with uh, the motion picture. Like you actually see Kirk become an admiral, and you see him wearing his admiral's uniform, and it, it was it was awesome how they did that. Uh, but you know the original run, yeah, it, it kind of sucked. That that's how it ended. And on my best list, this is going to be controversial. I'm sure uh, that I put this on my best list, and that is the series finale of Lost. <gasps> um, really? Yeah. Well, you know my feelings about Lost. Yeah, I know. It is literally, if you Google worst series finale ever, it is like always number two or one. Yeah, and and I I, I understand why some people don't like it, but I got to tell you, like, um, I liked it. You know, like you know, even though they brought you know, kind of like Battlestar Galactica, they brought God into it, and they went, were going into the afterlife, blah blah blah, but. This finale, like, I was literally, it ma- it brought me to tears, certain spots. You know, like, I was I was crying. And then there, I was happy, you know, like, when, when uh, the, you know, spoilers for an 11-year-old series finale. But um, when the uh, evil lock, you know, um, the smoke monster lock gets killed, um, I was cheering, you know, when, because him and Jack are fighting, and... He's about to kill Jack, and then Kate shoots him, and then Jack kicks him over the cliff, and, you know, like, uh, Terry O'Quinn played such a good bad guy, you know, I and he played such a good guy, and that's what I love about that show, because I loved the character of Locke, but then in the final season, he becomes the bad guy, because he's not really Locke, he just looks like Locke, and he's, you know, he's the smoke monster, and... You know, like I was cheering. Uh, you know, uh, so many cool moments. Like I, like I said, I thought Terry O'Quinn was amazing in that. Oh, yeah. And and um, I know some people didn't get it. Like I know my sister. Like she asked me to explain it to her. You know, like oh, they're dead this whole time. They've been dead. I'm like, no, not really. Like what happened on the island actually did happen. But this last season, you know, the flash sideways. Uh, storyline they're in basically purgatory you know like so i know it wasn't for everybody because you know you're bringing you know making it kind of religious a little bit but i i enjoyed it like i said i i I was ranking on on how it hit me in the feelers and it hit all hit all the right marks you know and the the part where i cried was when uh charlie and um what's her name uh I know the actress's name's Amelia Raven. Um, she she was the pregnant <clears throat> girl, and she had the baby. When when they when they're when they realize who they really are and they start hugging and kissing and stuff, yeah, that was the part why I lost it. I was like, you know, because I wanted them to end up together, and they did in the end. Um, all right, so that's it uh, for that segment. So let us move on to our next segment, which we call brain candy so for this segment this is the segment where we talk about something that we've been watching reading listening to whatever and and we can rate it uh as a pick or a pan so uh we'll go back uh down the order again so kevin what do you have this week for brain candy so i have not watched today today as we record new episode of what if oh 
I know, I know. I, I didn't, I didn't have, I had no time to do it. That's at okay. All. That's I stayed okay. up past my bedtime so I could watch it last night. <laughs> yeah, Ragnar messaged um, me at like one thirty in the morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, but we, we won't spoil it for I, you, Kev. I'm oh, sorry. I have not watched any of Squid Game yet. It is not as shocking as people make it sound. If you've seen Battle Royale, it's like, bleh. but it's good. Um, but I did, I did, however, have to search high and low to watch the season three premiere of Amphibia with my kid. And it's actually really good. <laughs> So, um, so, have any of you... No, I was going to ask, okay. what, what is it? Alright. So, first episode, because this is season three. First episode, um, this girl and two of her best friends are just, like, out shopping. And they see this old, like, treasure chest box thing. They're like, oh, that probably look cool in their room. And it has little jewels on it and stuff like that. And they open it up, and the girl is transported into this other world. And it's all, like humanoid, you know, anthropomorphized frogs and other reptiles, mostly frogs and toads, though. Amphibia. And she's in this, like, Dark Ages world, but it's all frog and toad characters ruling it. So it starts off just little things like, oh my god, you're so weird looking. She's like, I'm human. I... I don't understand what's going on. You know what? I, now I have to eat bugs and I have to, you know, um, live in the woods and stuff like that. And just mm-hmm. discovering it and learning their customs, learning the world and all. So as the story progresses, though, turns out there's a lot more to this world. Like she gets used to it and everything. And all of a sudden they say, oh, hey, we need to go to another town. She's kind of like, wait, this isn't it. They're like, no, this is just where we live. Like it's a whole it's a whole world here. Yeah. So they take like half of a season to go to their version of New York City, pretty much, for a road trip. Yeah. All sorts of things. And as you get a, keep going, you discover, oh, the other two girls got brought into this world, too. But they landed in different places. Yeah. So we see how they've... um we see our main character, how she's changed based on like, I need to survive in this new world. But thankfully I landed with this wonderful family here. Who's taken care of me. Okay. Well, one of the girls lands with the military leader who's trying to do an overthrow and the other one lands in the castle. So how they have been brought up to speed on this world is totally different. And they've all been having their own unique experiences and becoming better versions of themselves huge fight and then the season two my kid and i are going nuts he's freaking out like i can't believe they did that I can't believe when season three like in a couple months buddy a couple months calm down because just when i think i know where the show is going and what's happening they all get sucked into the treasure chest again and now the frog family's in the real world and they have now flipped season one whoa huh and it's so funny so interesting, and they're just world-building for it. I'm like, I thought this was just a goofy cartoon of a girl that's got to live with a frog family. Like, that's all episode one was. That's all I thought this was. And now it's like they're doing this mythic, you know, Lord of the Rings version thing happening here. 
I gotta imagine they go at least five seasons with all of this that they're doing for it. But he's loving it. I'm like, all right, you're eight and you want to get into this mythic, you know, world here. Let's go. Mm-hmm. I'm all in. There's a lot more stuff I can show you if you enjoy this kind of thing too. Oh, that's but awesome. Season three. Yep, season three premiere was Saturday. I spent a good hour trying to find it. I'm like, is it on Disney Plus? No, is it on Disney now? No, is it on this app? No. Okay, it's over here. Finally found it. So now every weekend, Dad has to have the new episode found and ready. <laughs> I was gonna ask, where, where, well, where did you find it? Like, where, where do you, where do we watch this at? Um, I, okay, so it's supposed to be on Disney now, which is kind of their free-ish app. Okay. But I, we got tired of waiting, and then Disney Plus said it's going to be on later, and again, we got tired of waiting. I may have done a YouTube search and found it. Um, it's one of those ones that just uh, mirror images the video oh, to get away with their copyright. Yeah. But I'm like, all right, it's a good cartoon, but it's a cartoon. Whether someone enters from the left or the right really doesn't matter here. Yeah. You know, if it if it's a mirror image, I'm still all right here. <laughs> and what's it called again? Amphibia. Amphibia. All right, cool. Shockingly good. Yeah, so seasons one and two were all on Disney Plus, and then a little bit on the Disney Now app, which is screwy. Like, there's so much that's locked unless you enter your cable information. Ugh, I hate that. Yeah, overall, it's not a bad app, but... Yeah, if, without the workaround there. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Ragnar, what do you got this week for Brain Candy? Well, uh, Squid Game was pretty big on my list. Um, I had not watched Battle Royale, so for me, Squid Game was like, well, this is totally different from most other shows I've ever seen. So um, I made the mistake of, of starting it with the, the dubbed-in voices instead of the subtitles, which dubbed-in voices are just never that good. It's easier to watch, but it also sounds wrong. <laughs> so once I switched over, it was more enjoyable. Um, but I thought it was a great show. It was really well acted. It was pretty well written. It had some, some good twists and some good turns. And um, it ended really well. They had a really good ending to the season. They they could make more, or they could just leave it there. Either way, it would totally work. Hmm. And so, without spoiling it for anyone who hasn't seen it, because it is still pretty new, it's if you want something that is violent and also dramatic and not in English, it's great. <laughs> I love that descriptor. It's fantastic. <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, you know, I stayed up late last night watching the final episode of What If, and I won't spoil it for anyone, but it was awesome, mm-hmm. and it was exactly what I was hoping for, and yeah, it was wicked, and I, I really enjoyed that series. I still think the best episode was the second one, which was What If T'Challa Was Star-Lord, but there was a I lot of good I need to watch episodes. this. What? Yeah. Okay. And, uh, yeah, they, they take all your, the, the, the characters from the Marvel movies that we've all seen, 
and then they go, what if this happened instead? So, you know, one of them is what if what if T'Challa became Star-Lord instead of Star-Lord becoming Star-Lord? And it has some pretty big uh, impacts on what could have happened instead. (laughs) And uh, it was a neat show. Uh, For the most part, they got the actors who played the characters in the films to do the voices. Not in every case, but in most cases. Um, and the one and the ones they changed out, I, I gotta say, did a good job. You know, like yes, filling they, in. They, for they got good. voice. They got voice actors who were very convincing. Yeah, and and it was a cool show. It was a cool concept. It was fun to explore the multiverse. Um, eventually, they tie it all together, which is neat. It's not just a bunch of separate independent stories. And uh, yeah, I thought it was really fun. I really enjoyed it, and I hope they make more of them because it was cool. Yeah, totally agree. Um, so they did skip one episode because apparently, because of COVID and everything, there was one episode that was not completed. Uh, so they oh, it was supposed to be ten episodes, but it, it was nine yeah, episodes. Kind of odd. Okay. So there is one character in the final episode that's <laughs> new. Like she's not a new character, but she does. She's new to that episode. So apparently her episode's being moved to the season two premiere. Uh, but, uh, but So I don't want to spoil anything, so I, I don't want to say who it yeah. is. But yeah. I wasn't thrown off at all. I was like, oh, well, you know, cool, there's a different version of this character. Um, yeah, I didn't have any trouble with it. Yeah, me either. I, I, you know, and I'm looking forward to seeing that episode. But Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was awesome, and if you enjoyed the Marvel films, you and especially if you've seen all of them, because mm-hmm. if you haven't seen all of them, there'll be characters and references you don't get. But if you've seen all of them and you liked them, oh man, this series is so for you. Yep. Good to know. All right, uh, Lillian, uh, what do you have this week for brain candy? Okay, I just need a quick refresher because I totally squirreled. What exactly are we supposed to talk about on Brain Candy? I don't <laughs> want to go off on a tangent. Do oh, thing. We, we, we talk about anything we've been watching, uh, reading, listening to, and then if you want, you can make it a pick or a pan. Like if it's worth, you know, time watching or, or if it's a pass for you, it, you know, whatever you want to talk about. Oh, right. Oh, dear Lord. Um, I watch a lot of strange things. <laughs> Um, No, so Netflix recently had the new season of Lucifer pop down, Mm. and I was like, ooh, I'll watch this, and then I was like, nope, nope, I just can't, it's just weird, I don't know, maybe I need to get into the right mindset, but you know when you have a series that has multiple seasons, and Mm -hmm. then they do something ridiculous in one season, and you go to watch it again, you're like, this is just not, like, when originally this show came out, I was in love with the idea of the devil solving, you know, crimes and being awesome and i mean the fact that it crossed over with different things that we had like like um um constantine and all these fun little nerd things going on i'm like yay but now i'm like this is just not this it's just weird it's just weird i don't know we'll give it a shot we'll see um i don't know i just can't that was a legend of tomorrow crossed over with um i did watch all of squid game in six hours And I was like, this is amazing. And at the same time, <laughs> because I grew up on Japanese horror, 
And because I grew up watching shows that were very much not the norm, mm-hmm. um, a lot of this was like very nostalgic to me. Just the obscene amount of gore, the amount of blood. I'm like, oh, this is my childhood. And then reading about <laughs> how the writer, I know, I know, I, I messed up childhood. I was obsessed with Asian dramas and Asian TV shows have always been very, like they had no issue with going dark. And so the writer, the fact that now people are focused on, he's been, had this story for like a decade and he's been trying to get it published and it was not something that, you know, anyone wanted. And that the narrative is essentially that it is so hard for Hollywood to accept new stories. And I've kind of been stuck on that because when I think of the fact that there's so many remakes in the mix. Oh. There's so many remakes in the mix right now. Like I'm, I actually remake, opened up one remake, of my websites. Sequel. Oh. All the needs. And I'm like, there are so many amazing stories out there. Ah. So I was very happy Netflix put that on there. But it is something that if you watched anything, like I just say one thing, Battle Royale, one of my all-time favorite movies. Everybody, it's literally like the Hunger Games pre-Hunger Games. Everybody dies, so much blood. Mm-hmm. So good. Um. So good. Makes me so happy. <laughs> so happy. Um, and then kind of just been stuck in that weird lull where I haven't been reading anything new just because it works been mental. Mm-hmm. Like I taught myself Excel, like I said, I've been making budget sheets. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, Netflix has just released some brain ca- like killer kind of. So it was like I watched Squid Game and then Netflix had they. I just started watching Black Butler today because it was like, you want to watch this? I'm like, yes. Yes, I do. And then my son was like, what What are you watching? What? What is this? And I'm like, ah, child, let me sing you the song of other things. Um, and then Netflix had another show that came out that was more like a family show. It was called Made that I just hmm. watched. Um and that one is definitely not one to watch around your children. But it's basically, you know, the young lady leaves an abusive situation and becomes a maid. And it's the story of her journey and her growth as she learns to nav- navigate the chaotic system. And it's it's one of my favorite things about this show is there's moments where she'll be like having a panic attack. Like she has all these papers to fill in to go to court. And as she's flipping through the papers, you notice it says things like white trash, social services list, blah, blah, blah. You're going to lose your daughter and it's just like the anxiety that when you're in your own head and you're like, everyone's judging me. Even these papers are judging me. It was just beautifully done. It was hilarious. But I have been mostly useless when it comes to some of them. Oh, there's nothing wrong that with That was my week. That was essentially that. Yeah, that, that, that's a lot for brain candy. Oh. That's good. Actually, when I think about it, one more. I don't know. Yep. Um, for any listeners who I doubt there is any in this corner of the nerd world who watch webtoons or, or read web comics, but uh, um, they are making a live action of one of the web comics that I love, uh, which is called, um, oh, good Lord, my brain just shut down, uh, Lore Olympus. And it's basically about the gods and um, apparently they're turning it into a live action and I'm really hoping they don't screw it up. So nice. Yay. Excellent. Um all right. Well, for for brain candy, I got a couple this week. Um, oh, I the the first. Um, okay, so have you guys watched Black Widow yet? Yes. Nope. Yes. No. no. Okay. So that's okay. I've read everything about it, so no okay. spoilers here. Just keep so going. so yeah. yeah. You can you can spoil it. It's fine. Okay. You so, can spoil it for me. It's all good. Uh, it's not really a spoiler, but in the movie, uh, we uh, find 
out that um, Black Widow has a sibling, not not by blood, but they grew up together. Um, she's played by an actress named uh, Florence Pugh. Um, so I, I loved her in Black Widow. I thought she was hilarious, you know, really beautiful. And this is a spoiler. She's going to basically be carrying the Black Widow mantle going forward, right? So... Mm-hmm. I wanted to find out more about this actress because I'm like, where did she come from? I, I don't remember seeing her in any, anything. So I looked her up and she was in a movie in 2019 called Midsummer, which I did watch. And I, I was totally blank that that was the same actress because, you know, like that was that was a pretty disturbing movie. Um, but there was another movie on there and uh, it's called The Falling. And I did watch this because when I when I looked into The Falling... Uh, uh, there was a picture of her and Maisie Williams, who played Arya on Game of Thrones, laying in a bed kissing in schoolgirl uniforms. So I was like, hmm, that is interesting. (laughs) Remember, have we talked about this before and her saintliness and us being like, no. Uh, Yeah, yeah. But I don't know, like, I guess because she wasn't dressed as Arya, it... it, uh, Was like, huh? Maybe I'll check this movie out, and it's on Tubi, <laughs> and it's a hard pass. It was, oh man, um, and it's not to say that they weren't good. Like her and uh, Maisie Williams, they were good in the movie, um, but Florence Pugh, spoilers, is barely in the movie for one thing, um, and another thing. I was like, where is this going? Like, there's literally a line, um, like, maze, like, spoilers. Um, so in Game of Thrones, like, maze, well, you know, like, I, like what what you said, Lillian, what, what brought, brought that up mm-hmm. originally was when she had that sex scene in Game of Thrones. Uh, so she has a sex scene in this movie, too. But what was really disturbing is when... Uh, her the the line that was uttered uh is her mom walks in and Maisie Williams said I forgot he's my brother yeah 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 I'm like what is going on here like this it it was bad it was um they, they yeah there was some Cersei and Jamie Lannister action happening here um Another Game of Thrones reference. So, yeah, it's a hard pass. Don't waste your time. Um, it, it's not worth it. You know, and this and the schoolgirl kissing thing lasts, like, I don't know, five seconds. So, uh, yeah. It, 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 it was, you know, like, they, they got me, right? Like, it, you know, it's like a clickbait thing, right? <laughs> anyway. Something bait. Yeah. <laughs> uh well, they were eight, they were over eighteen when they filmed it. So, <laughs> um, anyway, uh, one uh, the other thing I have to mention it is a pick. Uh, they've only got two or three episodes out at this point, and that is Foundation. Um, it is on Apple Plus. It is the TV series based on Isaac Asimov's uh, Foundation novels. Cool. Um, like I've never actually read the Foundation novels. I actually have them. Like I have the the collected first three volumes, and then he did a bunch of prequels after that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never actually read them, 
but I'm enjoying the show. It's it's a little bit different. It's like it, the thing with Isaac Asimov is he's pretty hard science fiction. Um, so you know it's very science fictiony, which I enjoy. Um, the acting's pretty solid. Um, but I do hear complaints, uh, on some of the YouTube channels that I follow, um, because they have changed things from the book. You know, there's, there are some characters that are gender swapped. There are some characters that, uh, are different ethnicities, even though Isaac Asimov didn't specifically say what ethnicity they were in the books. Um... But, I mean, like, I never read them, so it doesn't bother me at all. And the problem with, with adapting a book to film or a book to a TV show is you do have to change certain things because a lot of books are, you know, told from the point of view of a character, you know, from their mindset. And you can't really do that in a movie or film. Like, I mean, they did it in uh, Dune, like, the not the new one, but the, you know, the old 1984 Dune. And that was weird. You know, like, hearing their thoughts in the movie uh, didn't work. It, it, it doesn't work on film. And um, so, you know, like, I, I'm okay with them changing things. But like I said, I haven't read the Foundation books. I'm just enjoying it as a new sci-fi uh, fan going into into something he has no knowledge of. And I, I really enjoyed Wait, it. And what was the name of it again? It's called Foundation. Okay. Um, it's on Apple Plus, so yeah, you, you have to get the Apple app, but I, I pay for it anyway because um, For All Mankind is on there. That's one of my favorite TV shows, um, and then I'm just one of those guys that doesn't end his subscriptions. I just pay it. It's only $6 a month, you know, so I'm like, eh, I'll just, I'll just pay it. Um, and they had a, they had a good uh, series with Chris Evans on there called Defending Jacob, uh, that's initially why I got it in the first place, because I'm a huge Chris Evans fan. Um, he is pretty fantastic. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> he's awesome. So, yeah, they're doing some good stuff. Like, I, I, I really enjoyed Foundation. Like I said, I, I think it's only three episodes in. Um, hmm. So, yeah, definitely worth checking out. Um, hmm. All right. Well, let's move on to our Enders segment. Um, so this is the segment where we talk about geek news and everything that's happening. I'm so excited. Um, so first up uh, on my list here is uh, Fire and Blood. Or no, not Fire and Blood. House of the Dragon. I want to. I keep calling it. Uh, I've got the trailer open right now. Yeah, I keep calling it. Fi- <laughs> I keep calling it Fire and Blood because it's based on the book Fire and Blood, uh, yeah. but it's actually called House of the Dragon. Game of Thrones House of the mm-hmm. Dragon. Um, so I just watched that trailer yesterday, and I gotta tell you, I'm pretty excited. You know, um, I think it looks good. I think it looks fantastic. Uh, Matt Smith, like I'm a huge Matt Smith Doctor Who fan, so I love anything he's in. You know, seeing him as a Targaryen, it uh, it works. Um, again, they're doing some ethnicity swaps because. Uh, the other family that we see in the trailer <coughs> is House uh, Valerion. Um, or I think that's what they're called, House Valerion. So they're so they have the white hair, but they're African American. Uh, mm-hmm. Which, you know, because in the book, 
you know, they're described as being fair-skinned, kind of like the Targaryens, right? Like, in the books, the Targaryens are, are white, like almost pale white, and blonde hair, and they have purple eyes. Um, so in, in Game of Thrones, like, Daenerys and Viserys, uh, the two Targaryens that we got to see, and then the Mad King, when, when we've seen him in the flashback, uh, they didn't have purple eyes. They had regular eyes. But, I mean, at that point... You know, maybe because they had, you know, married into other families and stuff. Maybe, you know, the purple eyes went away. I don't know. I didn't really notice purple eyes in this trailer, but, you know, I, I don't mind them changing things. Like, House Valerian, like, I, I'm, I'm totally cool with, uh, you know, doing ethnicity swaps and all that kind of thing. And, I, and they seem to be using some of the same sets as Game of Thrones, which I'm super stoked for. Uh, because a lot of those castles and a lot of those, um, you know, strongholds and stuff have been around for hundreds, if not thousands of years. Um, so it would make sense that they would reuse some of the, some of the sets. And they actually made the Iron Throne look more like the Book Throne. Because they actually used swords on the stairs mm. going up to the Iron Throne. Uh, which totally makes sense. You know, like that it would be... It would look like that because it's more in line with the book than Game of Thrones, the show. But at the same time, it makes sense for game the Game of Thrones show that eventually they just get rid of those extra swords and make it smaller, maybe safer uh, for people. But anyway, let's let's go around the table. Uh, Lillian, uh, you saw the trailer. What do you think? I think it's nice to be excited about something that says Game of Thrones on it again. Yeah. <laughs> um, after that complete train wreck was that was the final season that literally yeah. killed it. Like we yeah. do not talk about Game of Thrones. <laughs> so oh. like, oh. exactly, exactly. It's just um, I'm like, okay, I'm tentatively excited. Tentatively. Yep. Well, and and the uh, da uh, da David. Benioff and D.B. Wise. Uh, the D&D, mm -hmm. uh, people refer to them as Dumb and Dumber, uh, the showrunners from Game of Thrones. They're not doing this show. So, you know, there is there is that. that uh, we there is. Although, it's funny you mentioned Matt Smith, because when I saw the trailer, the first thing that went through my head was when Witcher came out, everybody mm -hmm. was so pissed off when they originally saw the photo of Henry Cavill. They were like, his hair looks like crap. And so I'm looking at this going, are they going to keep his hair like that? Because it looks <laughs> like crap. It just looks so bad. Like, I understand that they have very pale hair, but it just looks so wig-like. I'm just like, that cosplayers to do this better. Yeah. Thank, thank you! That was my first thought. I was like, did they try to save money on wigs or what? <laughs> it, just looks, it looks like Doctor Who's in cosplay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you see, and and I loved it because, like, in the like his Fire and Blood, like they describe them as being like you know almost pale, like milk white, right? They're vampires. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and <laughs> I mean it. De it definitely has to do with all the incest. You know what I mean? Because they're marrying brother to sister, uncle. Oh, uncle. You could probably swim real good. Yeah, Uncle Denise. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, so. But uh, Ragnar, what's Sorry, what's your thoughts? <clears throat> I am going to take the same approach with this as I am with the new season of Star Trek Picard. 
Mm. I'm going to let other people watch it first. And (laughs) if people whose opinions I trust say it's good and you should watch it, then I'm going to watch it. That's how I do so many things. I feel you on that. Season season seven and especially season eight of Game of Thrones pretty much ruined the entire franchise for me. And, you know, I really didn't like Star Trek Picard that much. So if, if somebody like, for example, you, Chris, says, oh, dude, I watched it. It's so good. You got to see it. OK, I'll check it out. The, but the, the, I'm not I'm not going to get excited and watch it on my own. I'm, I'm going to have to be kind of nudged into it. So are you going to wait till the s- season's over or just based on like, well, a I'm a, no, I'm going to wait till I'm going to wait till people tell me if it was good or bad. Because, see, the problem with that is uh, going back to Star Trek Picard. When I saw that first episode of Star Trek Picard, I actually liked it. I was like, oh, yeah. Huh. You know, yeah. like, other than other than my confusion with Romulans looking like Vulcans, I thought the first episode was pretty. <laughs> I, I was okay with that. The, the only thing that threw me off of that first episode was the Irish speaking, Irish accented Romulans. I'm like, what? But but, uh, they, but they looked like Vulcans. It was so confusing for me. But see, only I'm, a I'm, true Star Trek nerd would be like, this is not wrong. Most people would be like, they have pointy ears. Yeah. Um. But, you know, like, I like the setup. Like, I mean, the Borg, uh, you know, Data, you know, making that painting. And then there's women, you know, walking around that look like that woman from the painting. And I was like, you know, Picard on his vineyard, you know, they were setting up some interesting things. And then it's just kind of like they forgot. I don't know. Like, so many unanswered questions. So the thing is, Ragnar... Like, if you had asked me about Picard, I would, based on the first episode, I'd say, watch it. it this is awesome. Mm-hmm. But then, okay, by, but, 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 but by the end of the series, I'm like, what the fuck is this train wreck? <laughs> you yep. know? Yeah. Um, it started yeah, off okay, really fair. strong. But, yeah. Fair. So, anyway, like, I totally understand what you're, where you're coming from, Ragnar, for sure. Yeah, um, season 8. Season 8. Was yeah. such a, such a giant middle finger in your face from the show to me, you know, like it it left such a bad taste in my mouth that I I won't be able to get excited. Yeah, so and I'll, I'll I'll wait. Were there Maybe I'll even wait two or three episodes. And you by by episode three, if you're saying, dude, you gotta watch it. Okay, I'll check it out. Yeah. Um. Yes, Lillian. There were like they split the. Like, season seven, I think, had eight episodes, and then season eight had, like, six. Okay, there we go. They yeah. were tiny, because I'm like, no, I yeah. swear there were only five. Because the guys... <laughs> there should have been only five. <laughs> well, six... No, season six was pretty good, yeah, too. Yeah, six had the yeah, Battle of the Bastards. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Battle of the Bastards was but, pretty good. But then after season six, it just went downhill, and it never got better. Yeah, it seems like, like my life. Literally, seven, literally, the best moment in season eight is the guy who looks like me drinking out of a horn. <laughs> Are you sure that wasn't you? Yeah, I know, right? Like, but, like, literally, in a season that we've been waiting, you know, seven years to see, that's the highlight? Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I almost wish that they would have done the Lawn Knight as a feature film, you know, like have a feature film budget, but not have it be the Lawn Knight. Lawn Knight, like have it be the Lawn Day, so we could actually see what the fuck's going on. 
Yeah, yeah, that was annoying. It was. I had to turn my TV up so bright. Yep, I had to I had to blast it so you could actually see what was happening. But the I'm pro- so glad it wasn't only me. But the problem when you do that though is you see like all the misses, like all the times when Jamie Lannister should have been killed, and there yeah. and, and like the so zombies should have died. Yeah, and the zombies are stabbing the wall instead of stabbing him or or Sam. Like, how the hell did that guy survive? Like, he, uh, lucky rabbits fit up his ass. Yeah, like like him and and what's her name? Um, uh, the the lady of Bear Island, uh, Le- Leanna Mormont. She gets taken oh, yeah, out. She, she gets taken out, and Sam doesn't. It's like what? Um. Anyway. A lovable teddy bear character. Yeah. So he yeah. gets that. So we don't talk bad about Sam. He's like oh, Sam the Hobbit, okay? Oh, I, I love Sam. It's just, I think Basically he, I, the same character. Yeah. I think he should have been hiding in the crypts. Like, I mean, then, yeah, then but I, when they burst out of walls, those crypts, I was like, damn. Yeah. Worst idea ever. Um, Except for the part where they undead totally run past them. Yeah. I, I like the part where you see the entire Dothraki army get devastated, but then in the next episode, there are even more of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a previous episode. <laughs> it's yep. like, what? I thought they all died. What the fuck was that? They just had their torches put out, but they didn't die? Yep. Oh, that's dumb. <laughs> yep. Um, all right, Kevin, what, what are your thoughts on uh, the House of the Dragon? So, I mean, I watched it, and it's pretty, but Game of Thrones is pretty, too, until you actually, you know, like has been said before here, watched on, you know, sat down and watched the last two seasons, especially the last batch of episodes. Mm-hmm. Now, knowing that's not the same showrunners who have flat out said they didn't know what the hell they were doing is somewhat hopeful. Um, has George R. R. Martin really explored the the 200 years to go prehistory before, or is this all yep. completely original? Yeah. Like, like, like I said, I keep calling it fire and blood because it's based on the book that he did called fire and blood, which is really okay. good. It, it's I, a, it's I, a real, like I recommend it. It's a good audio book as well. Um, so yeah, like they're pulling directly from this book. Okay. I, I didn't. Okay. But they're I got not messed up on the chronology of it. Yeah, but they're not starting from the beginning of the book because the beginning of the book is actually um, uh, about uh, uh, the the conquest of Westeros. Like when uh, um, I'm blanking on their names now, uh, the brother and his two sister wives when they when they conquer uh, Westeros, uh, the the uh, Aegon. <laughs> A- Aegon's conquest is like they don't start from there. So this is like I want to say a hundred years after Aegon's conquest. Oh. So um, you know we might see Valerian the Black Dread, the like Aegon's dragon, because I think Aegon's dragon was two hundred years old when it died, and it's supposed to be massive because yeah. because uh, dragons in in, in this universe of course not not in real life um the older they get and the more they eat they continue to get bigger like they're not like humans yeah they're like a goldfish yeah like you don't yeah they're like lobsters yeah they just keep growing yeah so valerian do that too Mm -hmm. oh no i keep saying valerian valerian the black dread i think that's what what he's called 
Aegon's dragon. Like, he's supposed to be absolutely yeah. massive. Um, so I'm hoping we get to still... I'm hoping he's still kicking around. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, I think the where this series is going to primarily take place... Because um, in, in the teaser, I didn't realize this. There's a time jump. So, like, this, there's going to be two different timelines in this series. So when you see the king sit, sitting on the Iron Throne and you see the little girl... The little girl is the woman that's standing next to Matt Smith. So it 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 starts at ninety seven years after conquest, and then it jumps to like hundred and thirty one years after conquest. So you see this little girl become a woman who's married to her. Suddenly, brother. I'm curious: Are we going to see a naked Matt Smith? Possibly. <laughs> Have I texted his sister? No, I think I think that's his niece. I think they're uncle and niece. <laughs> So, What's that to change anything? I just got a very... My husband just, what? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there, there, there's a lot of incest with uh, old... Like, it's, it's, not, it's not just the Targaryens. Like, old Valeria, like, uh, where, um, where they came from, like, all the families were intermarried. Because right, what... Let's not make it seem like it's not, like, actual real-life thing. We all know what happens in the British... Yeah, well, yeah, but the but the reason why they why they do this, there is an actual reason, and the reason being is Valerian, um, the people of Valerians uh, are dragon riders. So um, when when they take so when they up. when they when they have a when they have a dragon baby, it'll take to a Valerian. So that's why they got to keep their bloodlines as using air quotes pure, in order for them to keep riding dragons otherwise the dragons like if you were a stark like just a straight up stark like not like john snow but like you know like ned stark ned probably couldn't ride a dragon it wouldn't take to him i was about to be like but they let you... oh john snow was a targaryen yeah. though yeah. i got you which they completely oh, forgot right. for some reason um but anyway they did mention it they did mention it in the in the show because he ends up saying to her like yeah i will forfeit my right for you like i don't care yeah like they didn't forget it but they just the significance of it kind of like got brushed aside it got mushed by the romance it's like you know at the end when they're deciding who should be king and you know it's like, um, hello, you got a Targaryen, like, it's it's their throne. You didn't want it, though. They wanted to go all democratic. No bloodlines, just, you know. Yeah, I know. That silliness. Um, but, uh, yeah, so this kind of takes place in the middle of that book. Because the book starts right from Aegon's Conquest to um, the Mad King which is almost 300 now, years Now, this is going to really bug me, because this is before all of what we previously yeah. watched, right? Yeah, so this is like... Can't two... do prequels! Yeah, this is like 200 <sighs> years before. But it, it's worth it, though. Um, mm. You know, like that, like I like I said, that book, Fire and Blood, was awesome. It was really good. Um, but does and, it take away the fun when you know what happens in the future? Like, Yeah, but you get to see some of the, like, some of the houses before like what what they used to be like like but it so, won't ever be a thing like with star wars where you can watch them prequel to forward forward to backward and you're still kind of happy right 
No well, one's going to be like, I'm going to do a Game of Thrones marathon. <laughs> well, it depends. Like, it, it, as this show goes forward, like, yeah, fu- that's hard to say. Yeah, like, future seasons might end up going to right up to the Mad King. Like, we might see, like, a young Ned and a young uh, uh, Robert, you know, uh, taking the throne. You know, a young Tywin. We, we might see that, so. Yeah. Okay, I won't be a total tool about it. Oh, it's, 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 it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> I just have a real hard time with prequels when they do them in this way, because mm. I'm like, okay, so you screwed it up forward, so now you're going to fix it backward? And then yeah. somehow they come out and they're like, once in a while, they'll just redo the forward, and they'll just completely erase canon, and they'll just do the thing. And I'm like, no. Well, the problem is, like, with with this series, and and this is the problem that Dan and Dave ran into, is if you watch those first like five seasons of Game of Thrones, they're pretty pretty good because they are actually pulling from the books. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're they're good producers at adapting things. Uh, so season six wasn't as like I think season six was a little bit better because they probably got to see George you know, what he had planned for the, his next book, which hasn't come out yet. Um, and plus, I think... still alive? Yep. And oh, so, okay. so I think, you know, they got some help from him, and then season seven, season eight, they were, like, on their own. And, yeah, they just screwed the pooch. Like, it, it was bad. Um, so for this series, again, it's based on one of his books. So, you know, I... I'm I'm pretty excited about that, but George R. R. Martin he still hasn't finished his last two books, so and he's in his seventies, so I don't think we'll get a sequel series unless someone just makes it up themselves. Well, I was just yeah. going to say this this could be the big problem with it. Yeah, they could do season one based on the book, and it could be awesome, and then they could decide we need to make more of this, and then they're going off book. And that's what happened in season seven and season eight of Game of Thrones. Well, they went off book, well, the, and it was not good. Well, See, and th- I wouldn't want to give it a bad name like other writers couldn't write, but I really think it's one of those situations where you can't just hire any writer. Well, the thing of it is, this book though covers three hundred years. It's like it was like the books, right. like like say um, the first Game of a uh, Game of Thrones, the first book. It only, it covered basically a year. So, you know, this one book covers 300 years. And they're going to have to embellish. They're going to have to add some things to it because, you know, for example, like this first season might only be like four or five chapters from the book. You know, so... Okay. You know, yeah, that's true. That's I, true. I, I, I think there's enough material from the book, you know, like where they could do, um, you know five to ten seasons potentially depending okay i gotta go read this darn book huh (laughs) audiobooks really good it it really is and it's and it's pretty big book it's pretty thick it's your standard size game of thrones book um and then like like i said they're kind of starting in the middle of the book so i think maybe they're leaving the conquest for a movie um which I which I would be willing to see because that that's something that's pretty big you know like you're gonna need like a movie budget to do Aegon's conquest, but at the to same, do it properly, good sir. Yeah, to do, to do it, it properly. You can do it badly in the TV show. <laughs> yeah, but 
at the same time, the series is kind of setting up for an event called the Dance of Dragons. So that's pretty big, because you're going to actually have dragons fighting dragons. Like dragon riders fighting dragon riders. So that's pretty big, I'm too. Getting... Uh, you know, I don't know. How to like... tame your dragon vibes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they definitely got that Got that from Game of Thrones, for sure. Um, all right, well, that's just number one on the list of things to talk about. Um, so we mentioned Doctor Who. Um, so Russell T. Davies, uh, who was the showrunner for this new Doctor Who, like when I'm saying new, I'm talking about the Chris mm -hmm. Eccleson, I'm talking about um, David Tennant. Um, so the first four seasons of the new Doctor Who was Russell T. Davies as showrunner. And apparently yep. after this new season comes out, he will be taking over again with Doctor Who. Because after this season, Chris Chebnall, the the show, current show right, showrunner, he's gone. And there's going to be a new Doctor. Like, this is the last season for Jodie Whittaker. Um, so when I, found, when I found this out, I was super excited. Because to me, this he is... He is such an amazing writer. He is. He really is. Um... And I really think Russell T. Davies and Stephen Moffat um, made Doctor Who awesome. Like, they made it what it is. They brought um, it back to life. They made it fun. They did, yes. Uh, to me, this this would be like um, if you told me Iris Stephen Bear was coming back to do Star Trek. I'd be like, oh my god, this is amazing. So this is, for me, this is huge news as a, as a Doctor Who fan. And as a person who hasn't really been enjoying the last couple seasons... Um, no offense to Jodie Whittaker. I think she's great. Uh, she's not my problem. I think it's Chris Chibnall. He's my problem. Um, he's just not a good Doctor Who writer, I don't think. Or showrunner. So Russell T. Davies coming back as a showrunner, and obviously he'll be writing. I it, It's amazing. So Lillian, what are your thoughts? Uh, so I, I it's funny, because when we were doing, uh, when I, when I look at my list, because I've now numbered them. <laughs> properly for uh the rest of the season finales doctor who's <laughs> obviously on there um and i i love doctor who and when when russell left um i was like ah and then unfortunately i haven't watched any of jody's doctor who not because i have an issue with a woman being doctor who no. totally not that um i just could never really like i couldn't I couldn't get into the writers. Like I struggled really hard with Peter as the writer. I love Peter Capaldi. He's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I just couldn't get into it. I just, there was something different and, and about the way it was being done. And maybe I will binge it and, you know, find a little bit of joy, but I just, I couldn't do it. And so now I'm kind of like, maybe I'll tune into this maybe. And, and may, maybe I'll do like a, I'll try and do like a winter of doctor who, mm -hmm. but I just, I'm pretty excited. I have a lot of respect for him. I have a lot of respect for the way he does things. He really knows his way around the show. Yep. Um, and I think that's a big thing. Um, I know that, cause didn't he used to have, was it, I couldn't remember if it was Moffat or him. There was, there was a falling out somewhere. There was like um, a difference of opinions and there was, I can't remember who it was with, but people were really unhappy. And now I have to go backwards because um, that was a long damn time ago. It might've been, but I'm, it might have been Russell T. Because Stephen Moffat, I think, came on like the third, his third season, like a, like when um, Russell T. Davies was showrunner. Um, yeah. But, 
I, I'm not sure. Like, I know um, Christopher Eccleson, like, he had issues, so that's why they brought David Tennant in. Yeah, um, but Chris also, like, it was it was hard because Doctor Who used to be a children's education show, and yeah. he came on, and it was new, it was different, it was strange, and he ended up leaving, and even now he'll say he's so glad that he got to be a part of it, but if he had, like, it just, he didn't get the vision, he didn't understand. Yeah. And he's still, the, he's the doctor who got me back into it. I mm. have a mad crush on Crystal. I love it. I love him. Um, oh, yeah, I like him, of course, John uh, Barrowman. He's, he's fantastic. And so, yeah. um, you know, just, I don't know, pretty excited to see maybe some of that old vibe come back, maybe some more fun. But um, I'll have to give it a shot. I have been lacking, but yeah, I'm pretty excited. Yeah, like. Anyways. And, and, and yeah, like with uh, Chris Chibnall, I don't want to throw total shade to Chris Chibnall because. I, like you were saying with Peter Capaldi, I I felt that too. Like it, like the Capaldi's last season, I skipped a bunch of episodes because I'm like, Ugh. I I think Stephen Moffat as a showrunner was great, but then I think he was getting tired at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so and I mean maybe Russell T Davies, like even though he's done the show before, taking some time off, like he'll come in with you know with a firm understanding of Doctor Who. And with a lot of energy, I think, like, you know, probably sitting on the sidelines, you know, wishing, oh, I want to do this, I want to do that. I wish they'd do this, I wish they'd do that. Now he can. Well, it's got to be hard keeping a show running when you only have so many things you can do. And there's so many, like, basic storylines. So I can't imagine. I think they're all fantastic. But my goodness, to keep something running this long? Mm-hmm. Sheesh. Yep. And, I, and I'm pretty excited to see, the, the, you know, who they're going to have as the new Doctor. Um, you know, fingers crossed. I'm still hoping for, uh, what's his name there? Um, uh, he was in the suicide squad. Uh, he was in Luther. Nathan Fillion. No, no not yeah, Nathan, Nathan, Nathan Fillion. Fillion. <laughs> um, Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Maybe that Idris Elba would be amazing, but could you imagine Nathan Fillion as the doctor? Come on. Oh yeah. Come on. <laughs> oh, there, there. so there would be uproar though. Like I, I, I think I think Britain would lose its mind if they cast a Canadian as the Doctor. Um, and well, technically we are the British Commonwealth. Yeah. Yeah. Technically. Better Canadian than an Australian. Uh, well, they did have an Australian Bond. Uh, what's it? but he only did one movie though. Um. But anywho, uh, Ragnar, your thoughts on Russell T. Davies? Well, I don't have a whole lot to say that hasn't been said. I'll just say that I haven't seen any of the newer stuff with the, with the Lady Doctor. And again, I have no objection to that. They referenced it in the other episode in, you know, the show. They say, you know, that in the mm-hmm. past, the Doctor had been different genders and stuff. I don't have any issue with that. I just didn't watch it because it wasn't on any of the streaming services that I have. And all of my Doctor Who friends, none of them watched it either. So I think people <laughs> just lost interest somewhere along the way. I get yeah, we are not a we are not a strange we're not like a small group out there. We are not a small group. So No, when you're when you're at Comic Con, man, Doctor Who is huge. But you always see the same doctors, you know, it's either you yep. got the the scarf or you got like the fez or you got the bow tie or you got yeah. like the trench yeah, coat. I, yeah, there's there's only three doctors you normally see. Well, the, it's, very, it's very rare to see anybody who's not the same three doctors. Yeah. And the, I have a mad cosplay crush on anyone who plays any of them. 
Um, but I will say I did like the the Doctor Who reboots overall. Uh, in particular, the David Tennant um, series were were amazing. Uh, I thought the writing was cool, and I liked the the mixture of drama and wacky British humor and science fiction. And um, I, I went into Doctor Who kind of reluctantly, but ended up definitely loving it. So if they're able to breathe some life back into it and make some more series that are great again, hey, that's awesome. And if they don't, well, maybe they'll put it on the shelf for another 20, 30 years and then try again. Um, well, I know one of the one of the reasons why there has been some backlash with the new seasons is they did kind of retcon Doctor Who's backstory, uh, saying that, like, basically, Doc, the original Doctor was, uh, I believe, a black woman. Um, and that basic, and basically, the Doctor has, you know, their regener, his regeneration, or her regeneration powers is what made the Time Lords the Time Lords, and, you know, I really don't like when people retcon things like that. Like the original Doctor was uh, what's his name, um, the old white, the old white guy from back in the sixties. Um, like that's the original Doctor, and the Time Lords have regenerated powers. Like it didn't come from the Doctor. Um, so I, I really don't like when they retcon things, and I think a lot of people were upset about that. Um. So maybe Russell T. Davies will retcon the retcon. Um, Can you please do me a favor and tell me what the hell is a retcon? It's it's when you change the past of of like a character or, um, oh, you know, so, um, you know, like basically a retcon would be, in, like if in the new Star Trek, if if Captain Kirk's a woman, you know, like, like that making Starbuck a, a girl, yeah. And I mean that that is a retcon, but it, it you can that was ret- a good one. But but to be fair though, the new Battlestar Galactica was a reboot, so you can Correct. ret you can retcon in a reboot, but you can't really retcon in established continuity. Uh, which is what you. which is what a lot of people have a problem with. Which I, I myself have a problem with Star Trek Discovery. Because they've retconned so many things, they've changed so many things that it's not. It, it's hard to believe that that show takes place ten years before the original series. Um, you know, if yeah. it, if it was okay, a re- forgive them because they're beautiful. If it was a reboot, it'd be like that's a whole different story. You know, it it it, it changes it. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens. Um, Kevin, retcons uh, can be used for good, but generally they end up being used for evil. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, like I, I honestly, and I'm not throwing shade uh, to 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 the we or the Me Too movement or anything, but I really think that retcon kind of coincided a little too coincidentally with the Me Too movement and you know that kind of thing, right? Like it, it's like they were making it political at that point, and it's like I don't like that, you know. I don't mind. I don't mind the the doctor, be, you know, being a woman. That's fine. But don't change his past, or her past, you know, like, there's been, you know, 13 doctors prior to her, uh, or 14, I guess, depending on how you count, but... Yeah. 
you know, like I don't want I don't want to retcon that there was hundreds of doctors, you know, prior to this. But anyway, Kevin, your thoughts. Um, it seems like the overall arc here is when we all fell off of it because I watch Eccleston, Tennant, and Matt Smith as well. And then when Capaldi jumped on, I think I watched the first episode and I thought, okay, this is good. But then I just never went back for it. And now I haven't, you know, watched any of the most recent Doctor either. I just never went back. But there's something with Doctor Who and as long as it's been around um, for people that, you know, you you always remember your first Doctor. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, a lot of people had like their time frame that they watched it. I swear when I was younger, it was repeated on like PBS for old episodes. Um, but it, it feels like there's just a natural, Hey, it's a new actor. Now it's okay to go away for a little while. Yeah. I'm curious. I'm, I'm wondering what will happen next. It's entirely possible. Whoever's casted or there could be a, a big buzz on it or whatever. But part of me is like, you know, if, if maybe I just had my doctor who window and I enjoy those episodes in that time frame immensely, but it is part of the series of like, okay, new doctor, new showrunner, new direction now. Maybe some stuff pops up again, but for the most part, you don't need to know everything before and you don't really need to know anything after. You just need, you know, if you just want to watch this doctor in this little window, that's okay. We'll tell mm-hmm. full stories within here. And I mean, you know, we're in this golden age of geek and there's so much stuff to watch and read and do and everything. Mm-hmm. If I get around to it, I might. You know, if all of a sudden they announce, oh, here's a big thing and it's on Hulu the next day or HBO Max or something that's a little more tempting than, you know, trying to find it later on. Oh, totally. I mean, is it on any streaming services or is it like you have to have a BBC streaming service? Um, Well, I I don't know about the States, but in Canada, it is on Crave. Oh, I I have Crave. I did not do this. Yep. Yeah, I really should get Crave. It seems like everything I want to watch is on Crave. It's really good. Because it it bounced around so much. Yeah, it was like um, in Canada. It was on Netflix for a while, but now yeah, I think it's. On I crazy. was watching it there. Yeah. Oh, it is at twelve seasons on HBO Max. I was not aware. Nice. And I have One of those HBO shows Max. That I'm pretty sure if you've watched Doctor Who, there is not a single day that goes by that a line or something doesn't randomly go through your head. Yep. <laughs> because it's like. You binge those seasons. Like, those are your seasons. Those are your babies. Yep. So. Well, and, and and I mean, like, to be a little horrible for a moment, could we say part of it is who the companion is, too, though? Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. Like, Rose is stunning. Oh, um, Karen yeah. Gillan is stunning. And who's the, who's the cave girl from, like, fourth or fifth Doctor or whatever? Um, you lost me. I'm not sure. She, like, jeez, oh, I don't remember her name, but she's got some cult following with it because she was just like, oh, hey, here's a super cute girl in a, you know, small outfit here on Doctor Who. <laughs> it's like everything in Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor Who cave girl. Leela. Oh, With yeah, the fourth yeah, Doctor. Yeah. Oh, like, it, it, okay. It it does seem to be like, hey, here's a cute companion, too, kind of helps. Yeah. True. I mean, I really didn't like Donna as a companion. I found her very annoying. Oh, like, yeah. I love Catherine Tate in bits. I 
Donna, when her arc was done, I'm like, okay, it was all worth it. Oh, no, the arc it, at the end of it. You're right. Yep. And her dad, holy <gasps> shit. He is. It's funny because I was living in England at the time when he started coming into this. And that's where I was. Everyone's like, do you know who this is? And I was like, no, he's an old British dude. And then I got the backstory and I had to be like, he's he's very well known over there. And he's such an amazing actor. So amazing. The 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 knock. Oh my god. Oh. That, that episode just destroyed me. And and really, like we did kind of have the you know what, maybe part of it for me for dropping off. Um I think Tortwood Children of Earth is one of the best things ever made on TV. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. I thought it was so well done and amazing. <laughs> and I like, I was telling my mom about it, who doesn't do sci-fi at all. I'm like, here's what happened. And then they came back and she's like, Oh my God, that sounds awful, but interesting. And all like, she was getting wrapped up in be, you know, being curious about the story. Yeah. But I think they made a big mistake of new doctor, new showrunner, new story. Let's dump captain Jack as well. Yeah. <laughs> Like yeah. to jettison so much stuff every season, and I get it. Like, and, and I made the point earlier. It's a new doctor. It's a new one. Let's bring in a new fan base. If you're yeah. already here, thank you for sticking with us. If not, it's cool. You know, this is all you need to know. But you get to a point of characters being so popular. I'm not saying it needs to be the entire show, but like one appearance per season, maybe, or a mention, or a something. But to I, just ignore popular things from before i'm like but people were invested in it at least just say like oh hey he's on a mission like let us know it still exists let's know it's still out there give us hope that something might show up again too here yeah i know uh like in the kevin smith era like i want to say on the 50th anniversary special they mentioned captain jack but they also say that he was dead so I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. So That's I'm like, wasn't it he assumed dead at the time? Yeah, I'm like, what? Because yeah, because they use this his, is before we knew about the face of Bo. Yeah, because they use his, his uh, wrist uh, uh, thing mm-hmm. to travel. Yeah. So I'm like, what? Um, and then also in the Matt Smith era, I kept wanting them to bring the Master into it. I wanted to see uh, Matt yeah. Smith face off oh. against the Master, and they never did. But I believe. Um, uh, the he Jody... does reprise his role later on. Yeah, Jodie Whittaker, I think, Doctor Who, uh, Captain Jack comes back. Because that was John Sims, and he's amazing. Uh, no, not... The actor, his name... Barrowman, Barrowman. John oh, Barrowman. Oh, John Barrowman. They're yeah. about the master, and I was like, oh, the master. Oh, yeah, the so master. Fantastic. Yeah, no, he came back. Because, um, oh, yeah. yeah, like, because... Uh, no, but that was Peter Capaldi when the master came back. Because the master became Missy. Because that's because uh, he was she master had turned into a woman, and then they brought the original master from the tenant uh, Doctor Who, who I think you were mentioning, Lillian. And so mm-hmm. there was two masters that he was fighting, which was pretty cool. I got to admit, I, I I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, Kev, I totally get what you're saying. Like I, I wanted Captain Jack back, you know, so bad because John Berryman's awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, and it's. Oh, go ahead. Like, it, it, it is the British idea of it, and God, I wish U.S. shows were that way of, we don't need to do 22 episodes. We need yep. to do however, however many episodes we need to do and tell that story and take off for a year or two. 
that's fantastic. It keeps things more fresh and you get a lot less filler and bullshit episodes. Within reason, like just total squirreling here, but the Orville's coming back next year. And the number of comments oh, that I have so seen online about people who aren't going to watch it, though, they're like, I'm sorry. If you're going to take a year off, I'm just not watching it. I'm not interested. But um, I'm it, not, like, I've lost it. And I'm like, seriously? Well, if it, if it comes back next year, it's actually three-year hiatus. Because last season yeah, was no, 2019. I've, I've actually got it in front of me right now. It comes back March 2022. Yeah. And I'm, I'm totally going to watch it because it's, it's fantastic. Oh, obviously, yes. But still, I was like, the comments I've seen, like, people are being really mean. But I'm like, that's where they're not used to having shows take more yeah. than a summer. Yeah. No, we're we're a spoiled audience, and it does no favors to the actors or the writers. Yeah, I, I yeah, totally agree. We we are definitely spoiled. We're so spoiled. I want my shows <laughs> now, and now I want them on Netflix, and I want to binge them in two days. I don't care how long it takes you to make them. I don't want them released once a week. Pretty much, that's us now. Well, uh, I, I'm i torn on that personally because I loved, when I find a show that I like, I love to just binge it and watch it all. But I'm also really enjoying, for example, with What If, mm-hmm. where every week I had something to look forward to. Yep. So I don't know, I'm, I'm split on it. I like to binge, but I also kind of am enjoying the like, yeah, yeah, I have something to look forward to next week. Yep. I, I mean, I think it depends on when you discover this stuff too like what if it's brand new so we're watching it weekly some of the stuff gets put on all at once or that's just netflix's model um it's almost like collecting toys in a way are you keeping these in the package or are you keeping them loose yeah well it depends on how i got started if it's a brand new thing i'm going to keep in the package if i'm looking for old like gi joes or he-men i'm only going to find it loose because i'm not spending hundreds of dollars for it in package so yeah. I'm going to go with whatever makes the most sense for me right now. Yep. And there, there's benefits to both. Exactly. I don't think I actually have any shows right now. That Wait, no. I think Netflix is Lucifer. Like, they drop once a week. I have no clue. I, I, I don't have anything I don't watch. I think everything I do right now is impatiently just mine. Well, a uh, uh, quick tangent. Lillian, have you watched Yellowstone yet? No. I think you would like it. I really do. I think I think I started it and then I stopped for some reason. Oh, it's so good. So good. That that was one show that oh. that we like we like my wife and I literally had to tell ourselves, "Okay, we have to go to bed now. Like we cannot keep watching." We're in the middle of finishing Blind Spot, so once that's done maybe cuz right now we're all working on getting through this final season cuz I want to murder Madeline and she needs to die. We're almost done. Excellent. I've, I've, I only ever watched the pilot of Blindspot, but I, I love what's her name, the actress there. Lady Sif. She's awesome. Do the rest. I'm in it for D&D Girl, so. <laughs> anyway, squirrel. Um, all right. Uh, so the next one I have on my list here is Captain Kirk is actually going to space. Uh, William Shatner is, uh, is it Bezos's? ship he's going up on or can we really call that going into space where you go up high enough yeah. and you get two seconds of it's like you could do that if you take your van off a hill really fast <laughs> it's space adjacent you know what it is adjacent. you know what it is he's on the american side of niagara falls and says he went to niagara falls no you didn't yeah. <laughs> 
You're on the American side. You're close, but doesn't count. I need that on like a sign, Ragnar. I need you to make like a space adjacent like yeah. drinking glass. <laughs> so I, I I know technically he's not called he cannot call himself an astronaut. Um, mm. that is apparently a legal thing. Um, but yeah, I guess if you if you if you do go far enough, you're technically in space, and. So technically he's going to space and technically he'll be the oldest person to ever go to space because he's like 90. <laughs> um, but I mean, kudos to him. I mean, he still looks great. Like I, you know, um, and, he's, and the thing with Shatner, <laughs> which I, I have a lot of respect for is he's always got like a million projects on the go. Like he's doing this commercial. He's doing that show for national geographic He's guest starring in this movie. He's doing this. He's going to this convention. He's doing photo ops. Yeah, he looks like such a miserable tool when he's doing these things. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, uh, and to be, from what I've heard, he kind of is a miserable guy. Like, even when he was younger, um, you know, that's why, like, most of the Star Trek cast hated him. Because uh, he had, like, the leading man syndrome. Um, but... That being said, like kudos to him. Like I, I, I think if he were to stop, he would die. I, I really, <laughs> I really think this is what keeps him going, and and it's totally true. Like uh, in some, for some people, like you know, um, you know, like it seems like when you retire and you just you know sit and watch TV all day, then that's when you like die. You know, it's it's the people that keep going and keep moving that that seemed to live longer and, and kudos to Shatner for doing that. Like the guy's still riding horses, you know, like I, 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 I'm, I won't even get near a horse cause I'm, I'm afraid it's going to bite me, let alone ride one. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it, it's cool that they're doing this, like, you know, going to space and stuff. It'd be cool if you went to the International Space Station. Then I would be like, whoa. You know, like, that's, yeah. that's pretty, pretty yeah. cool. My question is, like, how much is it to fly him? Did he have to pay for that? No, no, or? I'm sure no. it's Like, started. sponsored kind of thing? Yeah. So, is it Bezos? It's the Amazon guy he's going with, right? Like, not uh, Elon Musk? Yeah. yeah, no, it's Bezos' company. Okay, so... He's, the, he's, a, fr- he's a fresh air kid. Yeah, yeah. Do you uh, have that in Canada? Uh, no. <laughs> so I'm making the joke that someone's taking him on a ride for free. Yeah. Fresh air kids is um in the States they'll take a kid from a major city like, you know, New York yeah. City, Chicago, stuff like that, and they'll send him to like a smaller town to go to school for the year for the summer or whatever, just to get experience of, you know, suburban or town lifestyle and not the metropolitan city lifestyle. Yeah. Again in the fresh air. So Shatner's getting, you know, he's fresh air kid. They're taking him on a field trip. My my other joke was going to be, well, the G-forces give him a new facelift. I was about to be like, maybe it'll change his personality. <laughs> He'll come back a changed man. Well, when when you said fresh air kid, I, I thought you were talking like, you know, when, you, when they take those kids to Disneyland, you know, like they can't afford it. I thought that's what you were talking about. Oh, but, all right. Fair. But um, we kind of have something like that up in Canada where... It's not uh, like that, but it's for hockey. Uh, what do they call those? You know, where you go to live 
when you're when you're a kid, you go to live at a different town with a different family to play hockey. Oh, um, uh, billets, when, when billets. People, um, yeah, billet, billeting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sure they. I'm sure that happens in the states too for hockey and and probably baseball. Oh yeah, I'd imagine. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, kudos to Shatner. Uh, you know, Captain Kirk going to space. That is pretty cool. Um, but uh, the last thing on my list, and if you guys have any anything more you want to talk about, by all means, um, J. Michael Straczynski is who is the cre- original creator or is the creator of Babylon Five is rebooting Babylon Five on the CW. Yep. Um, so and the only part about that I don't like is on the CW. Thank yeah, if it wasn't for that part, I'd be like, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man. Because I'm like, are that, we going to do like a like, pretty version? Like, uh, are we getting CW act? Like, are we getting like a a a, a rich um, what's this Archie and Jughead type show like yeah. that? Like, I'm Riverdale? like, are we pretty boys. Uh, yeah. No, from from what from what I've read from J. Michael Straczynski is he's it's not gonna it's not gonna be <laughs> you know you're gonna see Sheridan you know with a shirt off and he's 17 and it's not going to be that. Um, it's just going to be on the CW. Like, I don't know if... I think the CW is branching off from the, you know, the kiddie shows. Um, and even, like, uh, like the Arrowverse shows are kind of geared towards, you know, the younger audience. Whereas, like, now they got, um, like, Lois... And, or Superman and Lois on there. And it's, I think not really like that like i mean they got it like i mean they have two teenage kids but aside from that you know it's not really you know using air quotes a teenager show like i so babylon 5 from what i understand from depends what you, i still can't keep up with what kids watch nowadays like some teenagers watch some pretty crazy things yeah i know like when i was a teenager i was watching babylon 5 like you know yeah. so I, I you know if, if riverdale had been around i don't know if i would have watched it as a kid maybe i don't know but um no, he says it's gonna. It's not gonna be your typical CW show. So, uh, I think the reason why it's gonna be on the CW is because Warner Brothers owns the CW and owns Babylon Five. Um, hmm. Well, so, we'll see. So, yeah, I'm. So part of me is optimistic about it, but I know, um, and we're gonna talk about this when we do our next episode of Trek One Seven Hundred One. Um, because I know I was talking to Richard from Trek One Seven Hundred One, and yeah, he yeah. he was he's not he's not ha- he's skeptical. Um, yeah, he said the, he said the same thing I did, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, too bad it's on the CW. That could have been awesome. Yeah. Well, that and and <laughs> he probably said that word for word. <laughs> uh, close, but he also his main his main concern was J. Michael Straczynski because he's like he's not the same guy he was twenty five years ago. He's you know, he's not the same writer. Um, but for me, as a fan of Babylon Five, if you're going to reboot Babylon Five, I'm I want J. Michael Straczynski involved. Um, you know, when you take a look at like what they're doing with Star Trek, um, they're re- you know they rebooted Star Trek without anyone from TNG, Voyager, Enterprise, Deep Space Nine. Um, it was all new people. So I think if you had had, you know, like Iris Stephen Bear or, 
um, Ronald Moore or, or one of you know Brandon Braga, one of them guys. Yeah, they they I think would have done a better job with rebooting Star Trek. So having the creator of Babylon Five. Oh yeah, I'm 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 pretty excited about that. And I mean, there are going to be some changes, obviously, because um, for for people who don't know much about Babylon Five, J. Michael Straczynski, the creator, had to make a lot of changes to his original concept as the show was going on because every season they were on the uh, threat of cancellation. Like literally every season, they didn't know if they were coming back for another season. So season four, for example, he basically tied up all the loose ends because he knew that their the syndication network they were they were on it was called P10 uh, was going out of business. So he knew that they would not be doing a fifth season with P10. So season four, he wrapped up all the main plot lines. And, and the show could have ended in season four. But then they got bought by TNT. Um, so he introduced new plot lines and, and um, addressed some things that weren't addressed by the end of season four. Um, so he had to change things on the fly. Like, for example, the first season, Commander Sinclair uh, left the show in season two. Um, at, or sorry, at the end of season one. And he wasn't there in season two, except for a brief cameo. Um, and that wasn't planned. The original plan was to have Sinclair be there for the whole series. He was going to be the, he was the lead, like Sheridan was not a character. Uh, so those are examples of things that he had to change on the fly. So I'm kind of interested how he's going to do this reboot. Um, you know, it, you know, cause with it being on the CW, I'm sure if he's, re if he's rebooting it, they've given him like a five season guarantee or something um so you can actually plan things out so um again for people who don't know <clears throat> the original babylon 5 was uh supposed to be a five-year story arc that basically ended after season five and then he was gonna do a spin-off series that would have connect uh ran um immediately after babylon 5 called babylon prime so originally his premise was a 10-year story arc, um, which, would have, which would have involved Babylon 4 and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I'm kind of interested to see how he's going to do this series. Like, is, he gonna, is it going to be more like the original series, or is he going to do more like his original concept? Um, and either way, I'm, 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 I'm cool with it. And, I mean, the special effects have come a long way... I'm sure it'll look fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, when you watch the old one now, it's so bad on the special effects front. It, it, it is, but I appreciate what, what they were going for. Like, they, you know... Oh, yeah, it doesn't hurt the story. It's just... Oh, yeah, it'll be nice to see it looking good. But my hope is what... One thing that always bugged me about the original series is I always felt claustrophobic because they never... They always filmed on a soundstage. They never shot anything on location. Um, yeah. So you know, so even like the alien planets and all that kind of stuff was all like CGI. Um, I would love to see some location shoots. Um, you know, that, that's one thing I love about Star Trek is when they go, shoot, you know, do an episode on location somewhere. Uh, so I'm hoping. Same we... with Stargate. 
Yeah, because, I mean, back then, like, because a location shoot costs money, obviously, because you got to go out, you got to build these things, you got to film it in a certain well, time, then, you're, you know, yeah. the, the oh, weather today, factors today in. it rained and it was, we needed it to be sunny. And yeah. It can be really challenging. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm hoping, you know, that they can do some location shooting. Um, but the fact that J. Michael Straczynski is involved, like, you know, I don't think he's changed too much. You know, like I understand where, where Richard's coming from, but you know, I you know the fact that he's involved, I I, I don't know, I, I think it'll be okay. Um, but the you know the unfortunate thing with Babylon Five is a lot of the original cast isn't here anymore. Um, you know, they call it the Babylon Curse because a lot of like Commander Sinclair's gone, Doctor Franklin's gone, um, Garibaldi's gone. Veer's gone. Um, uh, Jeff Conway, he passed away. Uh, he was Zach. Zathras passed away. Uh, like it, it, It's crazy how many... Oh, Jakar, Andreas Katsoulis, he passed away. Um, most of the original cast is not here anymore. Um, so, I, I mean, you know, like, obviously for the reboot, because it's a reboot, they're going to probably go with young somewhat younger actors you know like uh but i i still hope we get to see you know like bruce boxleitner show up as you know like if he played general haig i'd be so excited because you know like br bring them back you know claudia christian uh as ivanova you know she was ivanova on the original series bring her back as like an admiral or something like I, you know like i'd love to see some of those original actors come back um but uh, that being said, yeah, I'm I'm super stoked. Um, Kevin, what's your thoughts? So I will admit I have not never gotten into Babylon Five. Just and you know didn't end up in my wheelhouse. Nothing against it. Mm -hmm. You know, but it just didn't. But it's the CW part of it that's really just I don't see how even. You know, because I watch a lot of the Arrowverse ones, mm -hmm. and it becomes, you know, about the families and, you know, whether they're actual family or found family and, you know, building a team and stuff like that. Like, there's a certain formula to it. But CW, even though they do a very good job with casting older actors in these roles for those shows, mm -hmm. it's always about the teen or young 20s that look good with their shirt off, male or female that they push and push and push all the time for it. And I just don't see how that would work for Babylon 5. As much as I'm sure Straczynski is going to say, no, 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 we wouldn't do that. It's CW. You're going to, like, it's going to happen at some point. Because <laughs> there's, you know, they're spending money. They're going to need ratings. They're going to need to get something out of it. It. I'm all for coming back, but I feel like, it would have made more sense um, as like HBO Max, I think. Yeah. Which would have Warner and CW yep. stuff. Like that would have made more sense to do as an HBO Max series and maybe throw, if not more money, um, I don't know if it would make sense, different money, different money than network and advertising work mm -hmm. in a certain way at all. Yeah. You could spend the money, you know, in other ways for it. That would have made a lot more sense to me. So I just, I feel like it's going to be CW'd up and it might not work. If you want 
anything Straczynski that would work as a CW show, his comic rising stars would absolutely work mm-hmm. for a bunch of young characters, superhero show, big overarching storyline that happens and you could get a few seasons out of it. That would have made a lot more sense to just, here's a big name. Let's give him a CW show. Yeah. Um, but then you'd have to make original content, and that violates the remakes, reboots, and sequels law. <laughs> true. Well, I mean, true, but it's not quite original because it is based on his comic run. So we, we can work it in. There's this gray area. Um, one thing I will say about Babylon 5 is they did have some eye candy on that show. Like Claudia Christian, I got to tell you, Commander Bonova, I had a crush on her. Big time when I when I was oh, watching yeah. that show. She was she was a good looking woman, and she actually did a Playboy shoot after Babylon Five. Uh, so yeah, Google that. It, she's pretty good looking. <laughs> um, and then they had uh, oh what's her name? Um, her, I can't remember the Andrea something. Her uh, she was um, she played Talia Winters in the first couple seasons. I had a big crush on her too. And then um, Lita, she was she was really good looking. Um, she still is like for a woman that's in her sixties, like she looks like she might be forty. Like she she she's, you know. So I mean, you know, like there is that. You know, do I want to see a hunky Londo? I don't think so. But you know, uh, maybe Veer. I don't know. Um, so Lillian and Ragnar, do you guys have any thoughts on this one? I think nope. I think I said what I needed to yeah. say. Did, did you ever watch it, Lillian, when when it was on? Um, no, I have seen some of it because there were always times where I'd be like, I need to give this a go. Yeah. But I never was able to dedicate the time to it. Yeah. Um We'll definitely see how this goes. Yeah, it's definitely one of those shows that, like, I think it has a lot of nostalgia for me because I watched it when it was, you know, when it was live. Um, and back in those days, we really didn't have what we have now. Um, so, I mean, back then, I mean, there was Deep Space Nine, there was Babylon 5, Stargate. Um, that, that was kind of I it. was definitely more of a Stargate girl. Yeah, and I mean, you'd get the occasional show like Firefly, and then they would cancel it, and there was space above and beyond, then they would cancel it, and it's like, ugh. You know. There was Farscape. Farscape. Oh, Farscape. I, I never did watch Farscape, though. Um, Do it. Uh, there was another one, too. Um, Andromeda. There was, but Andromeda. Andromeda. But Andromeda. Oh, Kevin Sorbo, how yeah. far we've come. <laughs> yeah. But Andromeda was after Babylon 5. Um, yeah, but I, I yeah, I suppose. Yeah. But the thing with Battle of Five, it 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 had such an in, in, neat concept because his pitch was that this is going to be a novel uh, for a, for a TV show. Like it had like the sh- the show had a beginning, middle, and end. J. Michael Straczynski had his vision, um, but again, like I said, he had to make changes as they went along to to. Uh, you know, for budget reasons or for cancellation reasons or whatever, uh, casting reasons. But, you know, he, he told his story. I think out of, like, the... I, I forget how many episodes there were. Like, 122. I think he wrote, like, 116 of them or something. Like, himself. 
Like that, like he, he actually, he, I, I'm sure he still holds it. He had the Guinness world record for most consecutive episodes written by one person. Um, I think he still has that record. Um, like it's crazy. Basically the, the last third of season two, right till halfway through season five, he wrote every episode himself. Like he was a one man writer's room, which is crazy to think. Um, you know, when you watch that Deep Space Nine documentary and they're breaking down season eight, uh, and there's like, I don't know, six or seven of them in the room, that wasn't even all the writing staff for Deep Space Nine. Like there, there was people that, yeah. that they didn't invite because they just didn't, uh, or couldn't make it or whatever. Um, and then this, and then, so they're doing Deep Space Nine over here. And then this one guy is writing Babylon 5, who's also the executive producer and the showrunner. Like it, it, it's he's really amazing, actually. I think J. Michael Straczynski. Um, but in those five years, like he went from like having black hair to like having white hair, so it yeah. it, it took it, it took its toll for sure. Um, so hopefully this time around, like he doesn't have to fight as many fights as he had to originally, and he can tell the story that he wants to tell. That's what I'm hoping. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um. All right. Do, do any of you guys have any other news you wanted to throw out there before we call this an episode? Yes. Okay, go ahead, Lillian. Stupidly excited. I just showed my son this because it popped up. But And this is kind of a fence thing, all right? Mm-hmm. I think J.K. Rowling is a troll of a person and should <laughs> not be supported in most ways because she is transphobic and an awful person. However, they announced the new Harry Potter movie for next month, next year, and I'm just like... What? Really the new excited. Harry Potter movie? Oh, yes, 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 yes. So um, the third about? entry in the Fantastic Beasts film oh, series oh. has been named. Yeah. So we've got, um, I know, the new Harry Potter, but it's The Secrets of Dumbledore comes yep. out in April on April 15th. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, I I just, I love them so much. I love Newt's Commander's character. I just love the actor who plays him. He's one of my favorite creatures on um, the planet. What, Redmayne, right? Um yeah, no, he's beautiful. Eddie yeah. is—he's got the most amazing singing voice. Um, he's just a beautiful creature. So, uh, but I was pretty excited about that, even though I'm just like torn because I don't want to put any more money in J.K. Rowling's pockets, but I really wanted to see this. Well, <laughs> and, and and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I love the Harry Potter books. You know, like she she's a good writer. Um, but yeah, she's when she's. You know, sometimes I think as a writer or a a star, you should maybe leave your political views and or or whatever to yourself. You know what I mean? Like she shouldn't just have... be careful what you post on Twitter. Yeah. Um. And, but the and then th- just also because hmm? I was just gonna say the thing with the with this uh, Grindelwald movies though is now they're recasting Johnny Depp though. Um, yeah, they, they they gave him the boot because of what happened with Amber Heard, but then it's since been revealed like she was just as bad, like she was abusing him too. Oh, yeah. It was a yeah. very very toxic relationship, like you can tell from the video footage. It was not a healthy relationship. No, but but yet DC will keep her on Aquaman too, but then they boot Johnny Depp off this one. I know it's like just it's stupid. Double standards. It's. Uh, it's stupid. I like, know. Like and I, then quickly, 
I, I well, I haven't watched the Grindelwald movies, but I'm told they're very good because my mom's a huge Harry Potter fan. But I love Johnny Depp as an actor. Like he's a really great actor, so I'm sure he was good in those movies. It just sucks that he got booted. No, he was wonderful, and he was a fantastic evil wizard. But go ahead, Lillian. I interrupted you. You were saying? No, no, no it's okay. Uh, just because I had, because uh, I was today was a big day for me braining on release dates. So like the new Harry Potter's coming out. They moved the new Top Gun movie from this year to next year. Um, they ended up moving Maverick. Yeah, no, it's going to release date. Uh, it's going to come out next year instead of this November. Um, Ghostbusters instead took its place. And then we've also got the release dates. Uh, Witcher's been picked up for another season. Hmm. Um, and then Cobra Kai released its new uh, season four trailer and release dates as well. And Cowboy Bebop gave us a new trailer. And Stranger Things 4 hmm. gave us a trailer. So I'm just yeah. vomiting out all this information because just so you know, all the things are coming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so um, quick question. Cowboy Bebop, that's live action? Yeah, oh, with John you Cho. haven't seen the trailer yet? No, I'm going to check that out after this. John <laughs> Beautiful. It looks so good. Very promising. I will check that out. And um, Cobra Kai, is it is it New Year's Eve when that's coming out? Oh, good Lord, I just closed the window. Oh, that's it's okay. It's coming out. You know, it's coming out um, de- December 31st, I'm going to say. I know it's yeah, so, Christmas time. So New Year's Eve. Yeah, New Year's Eve, yeah. Well, I know how I'm spending my New Year's. I'm going to be binging that. <laughs> I love much, Cobra Kai. Because, and this is the season where they link up. And so we binged. It's funny. So my little sister is a very big activist. And she's kind of like the voice in my head. And most people get after me because I'll post something on Facebook. And she'll come and be like, Lily, what you posted was not okay. Yeah. You need to fix this. And you not need to think like that. And I'm like, Okay. Yeah. I need to know. And so when it came to Cobra Kai, I had told her to watch it. And she messages me and like, this show is fatophobic and sexist and blah, blah, blah. And how can you enjoy this? And I'm like, oh. And then I stopped watching it. And then she messages me. She's like, season two just came out. I'm stupidly excited. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I thought you hated this show. She's like, I kind of got addicted to it with my roommate. I'm like, I stopped watching it because I thought you were like, ah. So then we had to catch up, and I was just sitting there the entire time, grumpy on the couch, going, "Well, that yeah, fine." <laughs> That's funny. It's so good. Well, um, well, I tell people like when when you go into Cobra Kai, you got to remember these are based on the Karate Kid movies from the eighties. So you got to take you got to you know like that world is still the world that Cobra Kai takes place in. So the, it, you're going to have the you know silliness and. You're going to have, you know, the bullies. and, and... You don't normally hear rags. Although, on that note, my dear sir, if you've watched all of it, the amount of damage done by teenagers in the last season, um, throwing a kid through someone's kitchen window. Yeah. And getting away with it. Like, the amount of, like, I'm watching it going, why aren't these kids all in jail? Like, you trashed yeah. a school, you yeah. broke property, you destroyed things. And you threw someone through a freaking window of a house. Yep. It's not an egg. Yeah, I know exactly. Anyway. It's a, it kind of, it kind of takes. It's fun to watch, but at the same time, you're like, this would never happen. But then you got to remember, it's the Karate Kid universe. Of course, it would never happen. Um, but it's also like, if this was my house, how much would it cost to fix this? Oh, they're they're rich though. I know it doesn't make it right, but. Well, it's like when they, when they got into that big fight in the mall. 
and like all of a sudden in the food court all the tables just separate it's like hmm <laughs> i don't know most food courts i go to the tables are like bolted down like there's no way that they're where they have the wheelie chairs where you can like spin in them yeah but anyways yeah, <laughs> yeah. well thanks Alien. um yeah some some good stuff coming up. Want to know random information about release dates? You come to me. I'm full of squirrels. Excellent. Um, all right. Well, uh, I guess we can call this an episode. Uh, but before we go, let's play that little game of work where we can find you on the internet. And Lillian, where can we find you? All right. Well, you can find me on the Facebook page of Squirrel Says What, as I sometimes normally post useful things and then I forget to. Um, kind of like with my podcast where I was supposed to post every Wednesday and that turned into every other Wednesday, <laughs> mostly. Um, but you can also find me on Twitter, uh, LilyBean84, I think. I always forget my Twitter handle. Hold on a second. But yeah, no, find me on a squirrel says what on Facebook and on Twitter, which is LilyBean84. <laughs> Excellent. Um, you can catch me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at ChrisLock171. Um, primarily I'm just, uh, posting on my groups that I'm at, that I'm a admin of. So check out the pop culture pub and podcast group on Facebook. The incredible, the incredible fans of the incredible Hulk, uh, outer spaces. Uh, that's a group about, uh, space and space entertainment. And then my newest group is Lockhart's Motu face group. And that is a group devoted to He-Man and the masters of the universe and She-Ra. Um, Ragnar. You sound like a giant nerd. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm a total giant nerd. Uh, Ragnar, (laughs) where where can we find you, sir? Well, I am also a giant nerd. uh, And uh, RagnarTheTrader.com is my main website. Um, I'm also on Facebook as RagnarTheTrader and Instagram. And, yeah, if you're lucky enough, come see me at the Winnipeg Comic Con or a craft show. They're all listed on my website. Excellent. He makes pretty things. Oh, yeah, he does. Uh, And Kevin, where can we find you, sir? You can find me at my blog, MassLibrary.com, at MassLibrary across most social media, and uh, the other podcast I'm on, Hellions Talks, which is part of the Retro Network, and I do one-on-one interviews with uh, bloggers, comic people, wrestlers, whoever stops by that week. Excellent. Um, all right. Well, I'm glad that, uh, we just did number five for our, our uh, top five <laughs> best and worst. Cause I had a feeling with all this news, we were going to go on. Um, so, uh, listener, listen to our next episode for number four on our list. And we're also going to be talking about books, uh, what we're reading and that sort of thing. That'll be on our next episode of the Pop Culture Pub Podcast. Also, there'll be a Trek 1701 podcast coming out very shortly. Um, so on behalf of myself, uh, Chris Lockhart and Kevin Decent, Ragnar the Trader, and Lillian, is it is it Nelson with a silent K or Knelson? Oh, no, no. It's a K. Knelson. Okay. Lillian Knelson, I want to thank you dear listener, for taking the time to listen to the Pop Culture Pub Podcast. This was our This and That episode, and we will see you again in the not-too-distant future. <laughs>